<laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Oh, brother. Roots. Roots. I've been playing some VR, brother. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I was telling you when I watched that uh, that intro, um, I had a, I, I call it an Anthony moment, a VR 365 moment when he played Beat Saber for the first time and he kind of teared up. I legitimately felt like, man, Wes nailed this fucking thing, man. The, the music, the, the everything's so perfect. All those games really solidifying the best of the best of VR games um, and VR moments. Uh, and you went in there and you captured, those are all scenes from your gameplays. And, uh, so kudos, kudos to you. All but one. Oh. So everything, everything that, uh, you saw in that intro there, uh, it's all stuff that I played, uh, mostly over the last 10 days or so, uh, except for lo-fi. And, uh, I didn't want to go into lo-fi, although I do have access to it. Uh, I'm saving it. I don't want to spoil lo-fi for myself. I haven't been in lo-fi since before the Kickstarter, and I didn't want to go in now and ruin it for myself. I'm not going in until it's ready. So uh, shout out to uh, Blair Renaud, the developer, for providing uh, providing me access, basically, to all the video clips he has, I would imagine. He sent me, like, this huge folder full of stuff. So uh, thank you, sir, and thank you, everyone. Welcome to the show, guys. Uh I guess you can see why we're so late going on now. Like uh, it's that guy, that guy was in our chat on Wednesday and he, he said something about wanting to write our theme song. And I told him, nah, bro, I've got it. So we, I couldn't go live today without having that ready. So that that's why we're a little bit late going on. This is only a temporary thing next week. We'll be back in our normal uh, time slot, but uh, man, I'm digging it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm digging it as well. And your sister says just wow. Awesome. And uh, I agree, man. Like, uh, it's just uh, it's just so cool. And uh, expect more to come because uh, we're going to be uh, adding more different types of things like that as Wes gets time and feels inclined to do it. And uh, this is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Baby steps from here here on out. Now we have the foundation out. You guys have seen the uh, the new look for Wednesday. Now you can see the new look for Sunday and subsequently the the new look for the channel this is the the kind of the channel theme now any any content we do that doesn't have its own special stuff is going to look like this right here um but uh now we can we can build on it right and there's there's still a lot to do that i planned on having done by today uh that's not done i haven't done the uh social media stuff yet that's next on the list so tomorrow be on the lookout for uh, the virtual strangers twitter the virtual strangers facebook that's next on the list uh and by the time we get back here on um on wednesday i'll have an outro for you guys but you know let's let's be clear here and set expectations the outro is just you know it's cutting room floor stuff just just the means for you guys to uh say goodbye after mm. we say goodbye i thought uh, this so, was the so outro i thought that what you did today i thought was the outro and then you started like lining out okay this is how uh we should look roll it out in the beginning and i was like confused for a second i said well this isn't the outro um but no man see that's how awesome is it is that was the intro bro we're gonna have another outro and like wes said it's more about that time right just to hang out so well, for the outro i actually uh 
uh, I was in a, a game called Scanner Sombra the other day. Um, and after I went off the air, I was streaming it. After I went off the air, um, I killed myself intentionally. And it made this weird glitch effect with all these weird colors streaming across the uh, screen. And it looked really cool. Mm. So I said, you know what? That, that'd make a great background for an outro. So I hit record on it. Uh, I'm going to put some music behind it and, uh, you know, put some words on top of it. Thanks to the Patreons and all that, all that good stuff. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. And uh, that'll be the outro, but um, I haven't had time to do it yet. I, I've got to, I'll, it'll take me 30 minutes when mm. I get started on it, but I just haven't started on it yet. Well, how cool is this? Decepticon says, holler if you ever need tunes, he'll make something. So we want something original. We want something self-created. Uh, we got the offer right there. So we might just take you up on that offer sometime. That's that's awesome, man. Thank you, Decepticon. Because I'm always so jealous when I, I hear these, uh, you know, we have a lot of content creator friends and, um, you know, I ask them, where, where do you get your logo? Where did you get your intro? And everyone always says, you know, I, well, I had a friend in my community do it. So, mm. so-and-so offered. And nobody's ever offered to do anything like that for us. Everything we've ever done, uh, we've either had to make it ourselves or hire someone. So to have Decepticon offer, that, that's really cool. And Dark Angel uh, asked, uh, where did the music come from? It, this is just a song that I found after hours and hours of uh, listening to the youtube audio library this is just a, a free to use song that youtube provides mm. uh, you got to listen to about 20 bad ones to find a good one but i found about 30 good ones uh and then i found this one which i felt like was perfect and it is. Uh, roots felt the same eric felt the same so uh we built up an intro around it let me tell you why it's perfect because if you didn't know better it sounds like the music to rick and morty um even though it's not and uh so like it has that um like that uh nostalgia almost like a, a memorabilia thing and it's not even connected um it's just really good music and it fits um and then like i said that it's uh it's funny it's funny listening to um to wes uh say what he just said about the other content creators because that's kind of how i felt about you with this this clip dude because like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we, we were thought about sending these clips out to somebody else and having them put it together. And Wes was very unsure if he could even do it. And now I'd be like, dude, we'd be stupid to send it to somebody else. And we probably wouldn't be as good. <laughs> like, you could be doing it for somebody else. That's how good I feel like that clip was. Um, and uh, so kudos again to you, Wes. Uh, it's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, two reasons I didn't send it out. And I already had a... Uh, a group uh, vetted and ready to do this. Uh, two reasons I didn't send it out and hire it out. Uh, one, I wanted to do it today. And I just finished recording all of the footage like the day before yesterday. We wouldn't have had it today if I'd send it out to get it done. Second of all, uh, there was a few, like the whole thing might seem like it's synced up pretty well with the music, but there's only a few spots in it that are truly planned, synced up, stuff and i was afraid that if i sent it out that the people wouldn't be able to hit the cues just right with the music to the clips so uh luckily that worked out and uh it turned out good yeah I, I think you had an idea in your head and you were able to flesh it out and so that's why i say no one could even if someone could be, be it'd be hard to for someone to get in your head so uh derail says if you need a fluffer he knows somebody um <laughs> uh, we already got somebody bro uh and don't be stepping on her toes 
Well, you, you can never have enough fruits. Never oh, have too true. many fluffers. That's true. <laughs> Uh, I never anyway, thought we'd uh, say that on this show, but you're right. That is very true. Anyway, a uh, shout out Masher, by the way, who, who came in early with the uh, $10 donation. He says, that's so epic. I'll donate $10 to ourselves. Hell yeah, Masher. So, uh, th really? Thanks, man. Yep. We, uh, we appreciate your contribution, sir. Yep, absolutely. Um, anyway, uh, outside of all this uh, brand new, shiny new stuff, we got... Lots of cool VR news to talk about. Uh, before we do that, let's quickly run down what's going on with the channel here. As many of you already know, it's Virtual Strangers 2.0. We're rolling out new stuff. And promised you guys last week that it's not just cosmetic stuff. And I mean that. Uh, while the Sunday show, with the, the exception of a couple of small things, the Sunday show is going to stay content wise exactly like it always has been uh there is going to be loads of new things substantial new things coming to the channel um we've got uh first of all we've got some new concepts for what we want to do on the wednesday show and we'll kind of demonstrate that to you this wednesday uh we've also got a new series should we go ahead and tell them what the new series is going to be roots sure yeah why not we're unveiling stuff you know no time like the present Anyway, we've been we've been planning for some time now uh, to do a new series, a series called On Location. And what On Location is going to be, uh, I mean, some would call it an interview show, but it's not what your typical interview show would be. So we've made a lot of friends over the last couple of years while we're doing this, a lot of friends in the industry, you know, developers, content creators and, and the like. Um, anyway, On Location is a show where we're going to invite our friends uh, to meet us in VR somewhere. It could be a social app. It could be a game um, and have a discussion with us. Now, the discussion isn't necessarily going to be about the game that we're in. The game is just a venue and hence the name On Location. Uh, the, the discussion isn't necessarily even going to be about the guest and their work. The, the idea here is that we're going to invite our guests from the industry to get away from their work, to meet us in VR, to have some fun, and to talk about the tech that we all love. So really, more than an interview, it's going to, uh, it's going to be some of the people that we've come to know over the last couple of the years from the industry kind of joining us as a guest host in a game as we play or, or again a social app and uh as we talk about different topics so um we have a ton of great you guys aren't going to believe the guests <laughs> that we've got lined up who have given us verbal agreements to do this it is going to be a uh pre-recorded thing on most occasions we might get brave and do one live at some point but uh it's a nice thing to be able to reassure some of these people that uh it is pre-recorded in case they shit the bed uh, in one of these games, we, we don't have to uh, embarrass them in front of everybody. But uh, we've got awesome guests lined up. Uh, we've probably got, I don't know, 10 to 15 different guests already uh, verbally committed to it. And, and we haven't even really started putting invites out yet. So uh, be on the lookout for that. It will not be a weekly show. It's just going to be a special thing that happens, you know, every few weeks, once a month maybe. Uh, but it's going to be a special episode, special by definition. So uh, I can't wait. 
to uh, get in there and start producing these episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody in the chat said John Carmack. Oh, wait, that was me. And I, then I clarified <laughs> and said no. Gaben would be awesome, Spry Guy. If anybody knows Lord Gaben, let him know that we love his, his products and his store, and we want him on our show on location. That'd be awesome, right? Well, look, guys, if you want guests like that, we can get guests like that. But the only way we get guests like that uh, is if you share the channel. Let people know about the best kept secret on YouTube, as Roots likes to call it. Let people know about our channel. And the more people know about our channel, the bigger that little number beside the red button gets. And the bigger that number gets, the more influence that we have and the bigger guests that we can uh, we can invite on and actually uh, have accept the invitation. But uh, you, you guys aren't going to believe some of the, the guests that have already uh, accepted. So we're already, uh, you know, dating up, right? We're, we're, we're out. We're, we're bringing in guests that are out of our league as it is. Uh, I got to imagine, Roots, that these guys just must recognize uh, passion. You yeah. know, a real passion for the uh, the tech, and uh, you know, we we've had a lot of great friends over the uh, over the years, uh, kind of prop us up. So it'll be nice to kind of get them in here and uh, put a spotlight on them uh, for a change. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mepper says, "Hey, Eric, if Eric can get Zuck to show up for a stream, then we can get high. That I'd love to get Zuck in there, man. That'd be cool to actually play a game with uh, with Mark. You know what I mean?" Um, I think it'd be cool. And then uh, Phil Yarn says, my beard deserves an interview. It, it's epic. It is epic and out of control. I'm trying to figure out how to keep it more tamed because it is, you know, like when you're, I'm assuming most people have this issue. I had spent decades since I've had this issue, but you know, when you wash your hair, but you only use shampoo and don't have conditioner and it wants to go, that's my beard. And uh, so I don't know, maybe if I be, should be using conditioner, uh, I, I don't know. I'm so confused. Beard oil. That's what people say. Beard oil. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. But beard oil, it doesn't. It's a lot of beard, bro. I can't beard oil this thing. I'll be using a <laughs> bottle or two a day. <laughs> I don't Crisco, know. Crisco, bro. Get Crisco, Crisco and uh, Afropic. I thought about mousse. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, you can really style it. Because I, I, I don't. A lot of people say cut it, shape it. I'm not. I'm not gonna do the. Uh, the metrosexual shaping of my beard it's not happening <laughs> it's just it is what it is i the whole reason why i have this beard is there's no it's no fuss no muss just let it do its thing and go wild except for a little bit of trimming around my mouth so i can eat you could braid it up and do like the uh the mike beltran mm -hmm. dual double braids C cultural appropriation i don't want to get in trouble um <laughs> but uh yeah there's a lot of suggestions out there a lot of options <laughs> derail has a good one uh anyway um rubber cat <laughs> no. shit the, the bed in vr is that a servius game actually um that's uh, something you can do in uh <coughs> lust for darkness i hear oh god uh, have you played that yet i heard that was pretty crazy yeah. i want to hear no what man you, you saw the intro man you know what i've been playing i've been playing all that plus oh. a bunch of other games that didn't even make the cut like i've got so many clips dude that it didn't even get in there uh I've, i've played more like a bigger variety of vr games over the last 10 days than uh at any other period in my uh in, in my history in vr i played so many games and it's not just as easy as getting in there and playing five minutes as you would think it would be mm -hmm. these are the best games in vr man good luck trying to play five minutes 
like I've been, I play at least 30, right? I play at least 30 of each of the games. And, uh, and then you have to go back and, and, and make clips out of it. All right. Find the, the best spots. Right. But you already had, had an idea of what it was, which one, you know, these epic moments, right. That kind of made your jaw drop. And so, um, I think it's cool. That's why it, it's made with love. You could take somebody that didn't know anything about VR and they could have clipped out who knows what the hell they would have clipped out wouldn't have meant shit uh, but to us vr people that one meant a lot anyway uh there, there's another uh version of that coming with some of the other footage a lot of uh, great games didn't get in there vin vr didn't get in there uh Crashland and swarm didn't get in there uh hellblade didn't get in there so many games that i actually took footage of uh but i didn't have time to clip it out so it didn't make the cut but we're going to have multiple versions of the intro and we're just going to kind of rotate them out anyway that's not like a set intro that's just one of the intros we're going to have a bunch of them and we like to switch it up man absolutely uh one more thing before we say hello to our friends who are joining us tonight just a reminder out there to anyone watching or listening to go back to our previous episode the strangers of the night this past wednesday we have two active giveaways going on on that uh, video all you have to do is uh subscribe and leave a comment saying that you want to enter and uh, you could win uh, a copy of in death unchained for oculus quest or you could win a copy of synth riders for the platform of your choice wow. again all you got to do is go back to uh strangers in the night from this past wednesday subscribe leave a comment saying uh that you'd like to enter the giveaway and uh we will put your name down we'll be back this wednesday to draw winners and uh for my audio people out there uh instead of having like a, a like a, a giveaway just for the audio people i think what we're going to do with that other in death key roots is uh we're going to do a social media giveaway we're going to have new oh. social channels going up tomorrow so i'll announce it on wednesday um and I'll give everyone the links to our new uh, our new social media outlets, and uh, and we'll give away that in death key through like Twitter or something, so that uh, it'll give people a good reason to get in there and follow. Talk about a great way to share the uh, the channel, right? Through social media, Twitter, that type of stuff. I see stuff all. I see gaming science teacher tweeting shit all the. She's hard at work on Twitter for VR. She's like one of the hardest working teachers i've ever seen for virtual reality yeah, which is super cool yeah i kind of dread it to be honest because uh you know throughout the show's history i've you know the only social media that i've ever really engaged with is twitter and i've done it through my personal account and now i'm getting to the point where like people are following me every day on there like i've got three four five people following me many of which are game developers and i've gotten to the point where i have i don't know exactly how many i don't keep up with it like that but you know i've got seven eight nine hundred followers somewhere in that range and uh now i gotta start all over again and try to mm. uh build up virtual strangers from zero uh so i'm gonna be leaning on all of you out there to uh to help me with that it will be no small task, but uh, I, I think you guys are up to it. There's got to be a way that people use their existing Twitter to funnel people over to the other Twitter as well. At least the people that, you know, want to follow you, follow the channel, right? Yeah, so. well, you know, I'll, I'll put it out there in, uh, you know, every way that I can. You know, I'll tweet with my other account and, uh, you know, I'll send it out there to people 
who uh, might be interested, our developer friends and such. And of course, all of you in the community, I'll share it on discord. Um, but you know, it's, it's weird, man. People, uh, people are weird about stuff like that. Even if it is just a click, like it's, it takes a lot to get people to actually click on it. So, um, I don't get it. See how it goes. I don't get it. I, I see it all the time, man. People don't, they'll watch videos. They'll comment. And this is on other channels. They'll be saying how great the channel is, but they don't, they're not subscribing you know um even by their own admission i don't know it's weird it, it, it it's or uh or vice versa man like you could make a channel about something and then you could change it overnight and most people would still stay subscribed and they don't even know it's for something else you know what i mean like it's so bizarre i don't understand it Kazi says don't forget to post it on mastodon and i don't know what mastodon is except for the band mastodon which mm fucking rocks i love mastodon but uh if that's a platform of some sort i've never heard of it maybe uh onakazi maybe you could post it for on mastodon for us because uh, we don't know what it is yeah well i mean if it's like a social media platform that's created by and run by mastodon uh i'll just join it myself yeah. but if it's not that uh then then i probably need a little help yeah yeah you'll get it too from wolf raza here in a second ev man versus gas says click thumbs up i concur please friends click thumbs up click the bell click the button click all the things um comment and that, that's enough i guess that's going to be enough roots about what we plan to do in the near future uh anyway just continue to uh to watch everywhere as we transform i redid the um the YouTube homepage roots. I did manage to get that done. I don't know if you've checked it out yet or not, uh, but we have new playlists on there. We have uh, a, a new uh, thing at the bottom, highlighting our friends channels down there. Uh, and of course we've got the, uh, the animated logo up in place of that Jupiter Grod video, which is now going to be replaced again by the, uh, the intro video that we just uh, debuted a few minutes ago. Yeah, absolutely all changing bro even the discord's got shit going in on in there so it's uh derail says he loves blood and thunder i do too man that I, I blast that song all the time in my car uh how about how's this for an idea roots a metal band who did a full album of songs that they wrote about the novel moby dick and, it, and it rocks and it rocks well, that sounds sounds intriguing to me it's really good it's really good mastodon's awesome um yeah uh mash daddy says getting subscribers or group members is not as easy as people <laughs> think says the guy who gets like freaking two thousand followers a week <laughs> on facebook uh yeah you're right though it is uh it's 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 a difficult proposition uh persuading people just to uh click the things right yeah well, we it's an uphill battle with our this type of content but we've we've got to the we're almost to the hump it's almost ready to go downhill you know what i mean or i guess that doesn't sound right um as far as easiness um in my opinion and uh, the algorithm picks up where you know what i mean there's uh where i believe we're putting out good content that's really what matters right so right uh, that is what matters and and for those of you who followed us from day one know that we're not playing the game like people who are, are in this space not just in vr but in general on youtube they all play that game, right? They they go and they learn and read about the algorithm and 
try to tailor their content to what the algorithm wants. I try to tailor the content to what you want and what I want, what I would like to watch. Mm. And, uh, and you know, for all the shiny bells and whistles that we've got going on here, the format remains the same yep. discussion based content for the hardcore VR enthusiast. Uh, that's what we make. That's what we're always going to make. No thumbnails of me going or, or whatever, you know, <laughs> and, you know, if you do that, you know, that that's good on you. I'm not trying to talk bad about people. Uh, I get it. I'd love to do this for a living myself, <laughs> uh, but I'm only going to do that if I can do it my way. Like if I have to jump through a bunch of hoops and make content for, uh, for, for algorithms instead of people, then I don't want to uh, do this for a living. You know what I mean? I'd rather just uh, go to work and do something else and make some real money. Um, so we're going to, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it real folks as we always have. And hopefully YouTube catches on to that and catches up with it. And uh, hopefully now that we have a bit more of a professional appearance, uh, people might be a little more likely to uh, share our content with their friends. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I would rather um, do what we're doing, which is exactly what we're going to keep doing and stay with the same 1230 people or whatever. And you know what I mean? Um, you always want to grow, but um, like, you know what I mean? I'd rather do what we're doing. I do it for fun. Uh, you know, I'd love to do it for a living as well. I don't have any uh, any expectations. Um, so the the day it's not fun for me is the day I'm out the door, um, and that's why I I just make it fun. I just think it's fun to do. And um, yeah, and could you imagine what we would be able to do if we had that kind of time to put into it? Like oh God. everything we're doing here, we're just doing. Uh, I'm doing it pretty much instead of sleep. Like when normal people would be sleeping, I'm doing channel stuff. So like, that's, uh, that's the only time I've got for it. If I had the, the 40 hours per week that I put into my job to do this, geez, dude, I might have videos with thumbnails of me going. <laughs> I, think, I, just, I think you would, and they'd be very successful. And maybe we'll get to that point. But uh, until the meantime, um, or in the meantime, we'll, continue putting out content that we think people i think you nailed it what we want what i would want what you would want that's or what masher would want that's why we started the podcast is there was nothing out there that was giving us what we wanted right we were in the desert wanting water and people were giving us sand now actually i guess they were giving us like something that was like water but not exactly what we wanted so soda yes isn't that the soda. worst thing when you're when you're like really really thirsty and you have a real need for uh like water or some kind of like gatorade or something and somebody hands you like this thick ass soda like mm -hmm. no way bro i get offered all the time during the summer customers of drinks and i tell them the same thing do you have water oh, i got a soda i'll pass uh because i don't want to you, you mean like that stuff in the toilet <laughs> yeah water from the toilet hey dude we're in idiocracy man i need to watch that again see the similarities because i think we are going to be starting to to water our plants with brondo pretty soon our gatorade i guess is what we do it so. <laughs> hey this is this is my water right here that's right well uh, it keeps you alive anyway uh enough blow the ocean why don't we uh get into it here say hello to our friends in chat derail onakazi traveling man all in the chat as is decepticon decepticon says continue making solid content that's Thanks. what we're going to do uh eye on the icon is in the house what's up friend wolveraza is uh is in the house as well as Zayla Maru, Masher, of course, 
uh, in there as well. Um, got Biarles legs says chop suey beat saber. That sounds fun. Mm. Chop suey beat saber. Although it would probably tire me out about halfway through it. Um, Daniel Kaz is in there. Says he's only on YouTube and Reddit. That's pretty much it for me too. Besides Twitter, uh, and I bet you know honestly, I barely even read it. People on there just uh, their attitudes sometimes piss me off. Um, EB Reddit Man sucks. versus Gas. Yeah, I know, man. I know it's so bad. Uh, if I go and like take this episode to Reddit after the uh, after we finish up, they're going to crucify me for it. Not only for promoting myself, but for posting a, a video that's longer than ten minutes. Like uh, they they're not having it over there. Eh, they might be okay with timestamps. If we are timestamped beforehand, people are lazy. That's what it comes to. They're like, okay, you got an hour and a half video. Tell me the gist of it in five seconds. Go. And uh, right. <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah, tell me what's in the video, bro. I don't have time to watch it. You have time to leave me 10 freaking comments and have a, a conversation in the, uh, in, in the, the comments, but you don't have time to watch my video, right? Yeah. Yeah, but if you made a, a two-minute video that was cookie cutter like everybody else's, people thumb the shit out of it. Dude, let me share that a million times. I'm going to give you 10 awards, and uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, Phil Yarn is in the house, um, as is uh, EB Man versus Gas. Mr. Tasselhoff, what's up? He, he's uh, dropped by to say hi really quickly before he had to go crash out to, uh, past his bedtime. Um it's an extra hour, Wes. I mean, it's hard than normal, right? It's like ten thirty normally yeah. for you, if it was normal day. Well, that's right. That's that's right. That explains a lot, actually. I didn't even think about that. Uh, Rich Bigsby sixty nine. Uh, what's up? What's up? Uh, Dark Angel. Hello, hello. Uh, Ashley, my sister. What's up? Thanks for uh, stopping by. Burger Cat. I think we already said hello to Terry Church. What's up? Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, let's see, scrolling up to the top, Zayla Maru up top. What's up, man? He says I've been saving for Lo-Fi as well. Yeah, like I, I want the finished product there. I don't want to uh, ruin Lo-Fi for myself at this point. Um, I've waited, you know, all this time and managed not to go in there. I'm not going to ruin it now. Decepticon in the house. Ah, oh, yee. What's up, Decepticon? Um. And of course, as we get to the top, Spry Guy. Spry Guy says it's happening. It is happening. Finally, after all this time, Roots, it is happening. So, uh, hello, friends. Hello, one and all. I think, I think they're here to uh, hear us talk a little bit about VR, Roots. What do you think? I think so. I agree 100%. I think we should, uh, I guess, get some stuff to talk about some stuff, right? Yeah, tongue tied. Yeah, I'm getting what? so excited. You know what would help with that if I brought my uh, my show notes up? I didn't even oh. <laughs> didn't well, hey. even have my show notes up uh, before we started the uh, the show. I forgot all about. It. I got concentrating on uh, you know hitting all the uh, the marks for the uh, the new intro. I forgot all about the uh, the show notes. That's yeah. not good. Well, that's all right though. The show notes will um, unfold themselves, right? I'll tell you what. There is a lot of good stuff going on in these notes, right? Or in this uh, this news. Every week, man, every week, uh, there's more and more and more. And I'm, I keep waiting for there to be a natural break because we're getting ready to go into 2021 show season. We've got to, we've got to pick categories. We've got to pick nominees. We got to play these games, mm -hmm. man. 
to refresh our memories, I keep waiting for there to be a natural break in the game releases so we can have time to do all this stuff. But man, it, it is not happening. Not yet anyway. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we may, uh, we may just have to do an impromptu news blitz somewhere in that month of, of, uh, doing stuff, right? If something big enough gets, comes out, uh, techno says he's left out again. We left out of tech. We played some blood for truth last night. That was really good. I didn't leave you out of that. What are you left out, bro? Did you miss the uh, announcement? I don't know. Maybe he missed. Oh, uh, you didn't I announce know. him. Techno glitch is in the in that in the chat. Uh, hey, what's up, Tech? Well, thank you for was stopping. It, was my... he up there? Did, had he said something before that? I'm assuming he did. That's the only thing that makes sense. He's feeling like we screwed him. We screwed him over, oh, bro. Oh, you know what it is. You know what it is. I bet. Top chat. I'm on. T I'm on top chat. Kevin, I'll tell you what, dude. You're my number one, bro. You're the only one that I will go out and and make you and Sion make make time to play some flat games with, bro. But I'll tell you what that blood uh, that blood for uh, or uh, that uh, left for what the, what the hell is the name of the game? I keep getting the mess mixed up. That new Left for Dead game um, is amazing. It's uh, I it's just crazy, dude. It's really getting me hyped up for after the fall. Yeah, man. After the fall, can't wait for that one. Can't wait for. Uh, I mean, we got a few games getting ready to hit. Um, Technical glitch says LMAO. You f me, like, <laughs> dude. I scrolled up. You, you didn't say anything. I don't. I don't see any comments up through there. Even after I went to live chat. Yeah. Huh? Um, he just. Like, he, uh, well, he thought it, and we were supposed to pick it up in the ether. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was like way, way up at the top. Like when I see Spry guy, I stop. Like that's the top, dude. That's true. Uh, everything, everything before Spry guys, like that's that's pre-show. No, that's true. And there is a point where if you're on early enough, it will cut it off if you don't see it right at the beginning. So that's true. Radio Run made it. Radio. Yeah, Radio Run, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for uh, stopping by Techno Glitch. Thanks for stopping by Radio Run. Um, you guys, be sure to. Uh, run it back and catch out catch the uh, new intro video like it, it was uh yeah you guys don't want to let me it. just go ahead and let me go ahead and, and and spoil it for everybody it was the highlight of the show yeah so, yeah you guys always, always, you might as well turn it it's off all, it's over man it's all it's all downhill from here so sorry <laughs> to uh, burst your bubble anyway when we get into it let's uh let's start off headlines uh the way we have pretty much every week for the last six or seven weeks by uh talking about what's going on with the Oculus Quest, or should I say MetaQuest, because the Oculus Quest is now the MetaQuest. Uh, the branding is already uh, starting to take place for Roots. There's already MetaQuest uh, promo stuff out there in the uh, out there in the wild. Well, I guarantee you that's what those packages that um, sadly it's Bradley thought was. Uh the pros right crest pros it must have been displays new um new packaging uh i wouldn't be surprised if well i don't know man i just saw a picture of i don't know where it was it was somewhere gamestop or something and they had stacks of them right and they were like wow it was on the facebook mark our facebook group and they were saying how there were so many of them right and i don't remember if they said meta on them or not like you would think they would have either recall them or maybe they will at one point the stores will just one day pull all of that shit and send it back to oculus or i guess meta send it back to meta i don't want to offend mark um and uh and then they'll put out all the ones with the meta 
on there instead of Oculus, right? You got to figure that the branding as much as it's going to have to take pa place on the packaging as well, right? Well, if they do that, they might as well just uh, go ahead and double the uh, storage again while they're at it. That's yeah. what they did last time they recalled all this stuff. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. You know, I got an email uh, from GameStop yesterday saying, tell me to bring my PlayStation in and sell it for up to $300. PlayStation 4, mind you. Uh, they're, they're claiming up to $300 for a PlayStation 4, like Pro. Uh, which is nuts because I only paid like three ninety nine when it was brand new and just mm. came out. So that's weird, man. Why are they giving so much money for these PlayStations? Well, maybe they need the parts, dude. Uh, you know, I mean, stuff they can reuse or something. I don't know. We're entering a different time. You know, we live in a in a time where everything's been readily available. But if you think back to um, World War Two, that that time they were very good at frugal and and they got used to fixing stuff right because they had no choice um and so i kind of feel like as a as a whole the world is kind of kind of getting used to recycling stuff maybe it's a good thing people aren't just throwing a bunch of shit we're going to be forced to reuse stuff Wes. absolutely uh traveling man 3775 says it's oculus for me they'll realize their mistake and switch it back i think that there's still value uh in in doing something with the oculus name i mean they've built this brand uh, for for five years now uh, just to throw it away doesn't really make much sense i think that they should uh, at least keep it uh, for their their game studios like the oculus studios and i mm. think i heard somebody say that that's what they're going to do that their oculus studios are still going to be oculus studios and i think that's very smart and uh, all of their gaming focused stuff whether it be software or hardware should be oculus branded and then all of social media and metaverse stuff outside of gaming, uh, you can just brand all that meta. Yeah, I agree. You know, I do like that logo right there, though, right? With the uh, Oculus, um, with uh, everybody kind of hanging out the 3D way it looks. Uh, so, no. Yep. I agree. Uh, anyway, uh, I expect that there are going to be a lot of meta quests uh, entering the wild over the next year or so and this next headline is going to play a pretty big role in that in my opinion we've always said at roots that headline uh meta plans physical stores to showcase headsets and glasses so this is a big deal um we, we've always said that there needs to be a, a place a place where people can go uh where they have vr headsets and where they have people who are knowledgeable about VR to give people demos basically and sell people VR. I mean, Apple has the Apple stores. Microsoft has the Microsoft stores. Uh, we need an Oculus store, a meta store, if you will. Well, apparently roots it's on the way. And I think that uh, this is the best idea they've had in a long time. Well, that'll definitely be a good place to go. If you have a, problem or if you want to just check it out right um demo i don't know man you know i was reading the article and one of the things that i was reading about it is they you know as they were talking about it they um then they went on to say that they're not sure if they're going to do it for sure or not um like it's it's an idea that they plan on doing but there's it's kind of to me it i took it as you know it, it could happen and it also very well could not happen and they're kind of depending on what's going on with the world right we go through another lockdown you ain't going into any store let alone especially to put shit on your face um 
That's and true. So, but hopefully this, this, I think this is good um, in general because it tells you that, uh, um, yeah, things are moving forward. So when you think about all the money that they've invested, uh, you know, to, to get the masses into VR, uh, I, I got to feel like opening up, you know, 30 to, to 50 locations across the United States uh, would be a drop in the bucket uh, for, for their funding. And I think it would go a long way putting these in malls. Like it's going to be an instant attraction. Like people are going to just uh, go there to hang out. Like anybody that's at the mall hanging out uh, is going to stop by the meta store before they leave mm. in uh, you know, demo space pirate trainer or whatever it is they have on display at the moment, beat saber or uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever user-friendly game they want to put people in. Uh, and I'm sure, I mean, these are the smartest people in the world. I'm sure that they could come up with a way to do it hygienically and, uh, and safely. Uh, and I mean, you talk about kind of that, that moment that, that, that really turns the uh, exponential curve. I think something like this could make a really big difference. Uh, if we, again, if we can get back to something that's uh, similar to the before times where people were going out and just hanging out in public, uh, which we've bounced back a lot, honestly, over the last six months. So sure. if things keep trending in the uh, direction that it has been, uh, I could see this being a, a very good idea uh, sometime next year. Yeah, I agree. And I was actually read an article um, yesterday or the day before, and it was talking about um, the, them repurposing strip malls for VR for the metaverse, right? And I thought, wow, can you imagine if you like, you didn't even, you're not even using somebody else's stuff. You just go down to the mall with your headset and go into the metaverse or whatever games or experiences in huge areas. Um, it'd be pretty cool, right? So. Onikazi says, Space Pirate Arena with how desolate malls are anymore. I know, right? They could have an epic match. Or since, since they're at the mall, they could... Uh, have the uh the virtual sailboat you know where you're you put the headset on and you look at the the picture with all the dots and try to relax your eyes and see the sailboat yeah absolutely but, um, yeah absolutely well um uh who is it uh onakazi says it they call it xanadu and uh and yes mepper that is the olivia newton john uh movie now i remember seeing that kid as a movie man that was a trip weird movie I have no idea, but I'll take your word. For it's it. like a musical movie, and and they were on roller skates or something, and they were singing, and it had John Travolta. I, th I think John Travolta was. It was it was weird, dude. Um, I'd like to watch it now, Colorado time, because I only remember it as a kid, and uh, it was bizarre. Uh, Daniel Kaz says we're COVID spiking in Michigan. My sister has it now. Uh, very sorry to hear that. Um, but we will we will pray for her. Um, you know, I, I hesitate talking on this stuff a lot of the time because, unfortunately, uh, you know, medical information has become politicized in our country these days. And I try to stay away from hot button uh, issues like this. But I, I do want to just say one thing on this since uh, uh, Daniel brought it up here. Um the doctor's word isn't gospel. And what I mean by that, if you ever find yourself in the situation, Daniel, uh, where they tell you that she's not going to make it, that she's suffering, 
that you just need to take her off the vent and let her go, uh, don't listen to them. Listen to to yourself. Listen to what you think is right. And the reason I say this is because over the last month, uh, we've known of two different people uh, who have come down with COVID, gotten it really bad, went into the hospital, went on the life support, and was instructed by the doctors to uh, to just let them go, take them off the vent, let them go. Um, in both cases, uh, our, our friends, their family refused. And, uh, and, you know, some one week after the doctors were ready to let these people die, they came back and they and one of them is uh, almost fully recovered and the other one's just starting, uh, to come back to, but, uh, it just goes to show that these doctors, they don't care. Like the, it's their work. It's their job. It's just a job to them. These are your loved ones. And, uh, if you really care about these people, uh, you'll do. Uh, what you think is right and realize that the doctors are just people too and uh, they're they're flawed just like everyone else Uh, and I just wanted to put that out there um, because uh, again if these doctors had had their way you know we'd be we'd be less a couple of uh, friends right now thank god Uh, thank god that we aren't yeah that's crazy well thank god they were able to recover in the hospital and and uh, the doctors took care of them as well so you know like you said it's uh it's double-edged because you know they just want to help people as well and uh um, they think that's the right answer and i think you're right everybody's answer is different maybe somebody's answer is to listen and uh um and that's your answer but i agree with you i think that the answer is to uh to go with your gut daniel Cass says the second leading cause of death is medical mistakes exactly exactly yeah Absolutely. Anyway, uh, let's get away from this heavy yeah, stuff. Yeah, dude, this is crap. Let's talk about the... VR. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I think physical stores would be a great idea to uh, to help continue to grow the VR ecosystem. And uh, for what it's worth, headline, Zuckerberg says that Meta will continue to subsidize headset costs. Now, this really shouldn't come as any kind of big surprise because this is pretty much what they've done the entire Oculus Quest era is uh, sell headsets uh, at cost or at a small loss uh, in, able to, uh, in order to be able to help VR grow faster. And, and in addition to that, they're also pricing out their competition or potential competition because, you know, we've seen over the last six months that lots of companies can make headsets that are... Uh, technically capable of competing with with oculus quest but no one can do it for 300 dollars. only facebook meta can do that yeah and if people don't think that's an issue then they aren't living in the real world because i i don't want to say i talk to more people than anybody but i bring up vr to everybody doesn't matter what age they're 80 years old i'll throw out there what are your thoughts on resident evil 4 coming to vr and they look at me like i'm crazy Sometimes they blow me away and they, they start talking about it. Um, and across the board, the biggest thing I hear from people that um, know about VR but aren't aware of where we're at in VR is that they're still throwing out that same thing. Uh, I can't afford it. That's, a, that's like $1,000, right? And then I tell them, no, Facebook put out Quest. Uh, what, do, what do I call it? <laughs> Meta. Now, Facebook is usually what I'll say. 
um, put out a, a headset and it's only $300, man. It's one of the, and I tell them the same thing. It's one of the best headsets I've ever used. Super clear and it's tra it's wireless, doesn't need a computer, but you can hook it up to a computer. You can hook it up to a computer wirelessly. And I'm blowing their mind when I'm telling them it's only $300. And the same thing I tell people um, and in the same breath is they're losing money on this thing. Like this thing is, is, is uh, technologically more advanced than what it, they should be charging. So these are all reasons why people should be running out and picking it up. Uh, you know what I mean? It's something that maybe you thought was unattainable um, only, well, I guess five minutes ago before I had this conversation with this guy. Um, and I guarantee you, I've, I've sold headsets. As a matter of fact, I've had people tell me when I've came back months later, they picked it up. So um, it's just about letting people know what's out there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely right. And uh, people are starting to learn. Uh, but there's, I mean, we still have miles to go and, uh, it's good to know that, uh, you know, until we get there, that Facebook's still going to, uh, to eat a little bit of the cost, um, with, with regards to, uh, to, to spreading the, the hardware love. Um, D-Real says I subsidized it with my thousands in game purchases, right? Uh, and Mepper says, I wonder what to what extent Sony views the Quest as competition for Sony's coming VR. Uh, I, I don't think that they really look at it that way. Uh, first of all, because you know VR is just one of many things that they're doing. It's not the the whole show like it is for for Meta. But uh, besides that, I'm sure that they they view what Meta is doing as uh, you know important to the sector that they're getting ready to jump back into. But if I were them, the way I would look at uh, the, the Quest user base or, or the Meta user base, uh, I would look at it as a foundation to build upon. Uh, because now, you know, Meta's put all the money in and did all this work to uh, break through into the mainstream consciousness. Now I'm going to take advantage of that. Not only am I going to uh, pick off some of the new users that would have went to Quest. I'm going to pick off some that already have a Quest because, you know, a, a, a certain number of people who, who get into standalone VR are going to want something more, right? They're going to want more fidelity. They're going to want bigger, you know, more rich games. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that people want to go throw down $1,500 on a gaming PC, or even if they could afford it, it doesn't mean that people are going to want all the friction that comes with PC gaming. Well, here comes Sony to offer kind of a bridge, right? That they offer, they're going to be offering fidelity and quality that, uh, th that you know, PC, uh, can, only PC can offer, uh, but they're also going to offer the ease of use and accessibility of a, a console. So uh, I think that more than, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure to some extent they look at Meta as competition, but uh, I think even more so than that, they look at uh, Meta and their user base as a foundation to build upon. Yeah, yeah, because they're, they're opening the door, like you said. They're getting all these people aware of VR, and then Sony's going to come out with this product that's going to be superior uh, because it is going to have haptics in the headset. It is going to have the next-gen DualSense controllers, um, which is one of the reasons why I tell people all the time that, uh, and one of the reasons why PlayStation 5 is... Um, the best console out there, the best one I've ever used. Um, it's going to be, that's all going to translate that. The hard drive load speeds, all of that is going into VR. That's going to be an advantage as well. 
Um, so we got to remember that. And um, Onikaze, just uh, I was going back to what we were saying just a second ago. Um, another thing, this is the second thing I run into when I'm talking to people about VR all the time. Um, they will uh, say, oh yeah, I've tried VR and, um, and it wasn't that good. And 99.9% of the time, I said, oh, is it the one that the phone would win in? And they're like, yeah. And then I'll tell them, well, that was garbage. Uh, that was like the one of the earliest versions of it, and it's it's night and day different now. Like you didn't even have a controller when you had that shit, right? Um, at least as far as I know, I don't know. Did you? I <laughs> I, don't, I don't. All I know is that the Gear VR to me was was the the gimmick. It was at that point, it was a gimmick. Um, you could slide your phone in, and it and it it made you could get an idea of what VR is. Um, but yeah, that's the second thing that I see all the time. And, and then I have to explain to them that's not what VR is anymore. So, I mean, if you, if you had a $1,000 Samsung phone, uh, Gear VR was good for what it was. I mean, those things had super high quality displays on them. Um, but the, I mean, this was before six-stop VR. It was before Oculus Rift even had a, had six-stop controllers. You know, they were using Xbox controllers for a Rift yep. at that point. Um but I mean, even Carmack brought it up during his talk the other day that at the end of Gear VR, Gear VR was better than Oculus Go. Like it was, you know, if you had the right phone, it was really a, a good experience. Uh, but, you know, VR's come a long way even since then. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of feel like um, I wouldn't say that it did more damage than good, you, you know, the, the mobile phone VR. But it did just as much damage as it did good. Like there, there was good experiences to have in it. But for people who were picking up, you know, Google Cardboard and putting their their fifty dollars smartphone in it, that was that was garbage town. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Nintendo, um, Nintendo version of the stuff. You know, it's decent, I guess. Um, but uh, Wolverazzi, you nail it, man. Sony has all the damn licensing. Uh, for all the titles we want in VR, and that's why they're going to be the, the powerhouse um, for, for sure. And that's why I believe Zuck does, um, or Sony and Zuck do, they do see themselves as a competitor, some, so to speak. And if Sony didn't um, consider them a threat or a, a competitor, I, be I believe when Resident Evil 4 was announced on in VR, kind of like the way that they did it, um they they definitely looked at him as a or a competitor at that point because that was kind of like a fuck you um we just stole your uh we just stole your um your your game here or your your company and um and we know that everybody's gonna love it and then so i think that's why sony's gonna step it up a notch with resident evil village so said hey bro i was with your girl last night <laughs> yep and, uh, she'll, she'll never admit it to you but she loved it yeah she loved it real good uh, anyway, a lot of people in the uh, chat are, are talking about how they'll never buy the Sony headset uh, as long as it has a wire. And, and I have two things to say to that. Uh, one, yeah, you will. Wait till you see these games. Yeah, you will. But uh, besides that, um, you might not have to. And I say that because um, before the PlayStation 5 released, uh, some fairly reliable sources... Uh, in the tech world, reported that the wireless um, networking hardware inside the PlayStation 5 was designed with PlayStation 5 VR in mind. 
and uh, nothing else has really been said about it since then until this past week. And I forgot to put it in the headlines, but a, uh, a prominent tech insider from, uh, I don't remember if it was Japan or China, uh, came out and said that um, that uh, Wi-Fi 60 based wireless connectivity is going to be, uh, you know, standard on all of the next year's headsets from Oculus, from Apple, and yes, from Sony as well. So uh, maybe Sony's not done. Maybe they have another uh, surprise left up their sleeve yet. Yeah, yeah, that would kill everything, right? All of a sudden, Sony's like, oh, we no, we're not doing wired. We found out a way to make it perfect, and everyone's like, fuck, man, I take my money now. Well, to be honest, all they said was is it connects to the PlayStation with one wire for super easy setup. That's what they said. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe the wires just to, to set up, maybe they're going to add on a, uh, or have multiple models or have an add on like a wireless add on. There's any number of things that they could do, uh, to, to make it a wireless, uh, headset. But at the end of the day, for me, anyway, it's all about games. And, uh, I don't think anybody's even going to come close to the library that they're they're about to put forth for vr absolutely this is the game cat coming through with 9.99 says many thanks for the game and putter attachment from the new strangers in the night podcast premiere uh so special thanks to uh mr tasselhoff for making that possible and uh dude it's amazing right that's really good yeah yeah i was just uh telling uh, mr tass thank you for for doing that right before we went on the air it was super cool of him and uh yeah, I mean, it makes the uh, the golf game certainly better. You know what I wanted to try it with, Roots? Uh, and we're going to talk about it here in just a few minutes. Uh, I want to try it with the uh, the real VR fishing. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like it, it might work pretty well with that, too. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, because you kind of it's going to make you feel like you're holding the actual fishing rod. Yeah, so it's a right. uh, could be a potential double banger for Mr. Tass. Um, I thought you were going to say Top Golf or that, uh, what is that one, E-Golf or whatever that's on the Quest. It's a literal... Um, 18 uh, whole course. Mash says that's the way to really use it because you're swinging that sucker a little bit harder than putting, right? And uh, well, that makes, makes a big sense. difference. That makes sense. To, uh, and that's all well and good, but uh, not, nah, bro. I'm talking about fishing. <laughs> I think I, I think that uh, that it's not that big of a jump to uh, use an accessory like that for a uh, real fishing VR. Uh, but it's been a while since I've been in there. So I don't know how it's going to interfere with any of the other stuff that's going on in that game. I have to try it out to see if it's actually going to work the way I'm thinking it will. Uh, but I think it's worth a look. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Daniel Cass says, why not tugging on your head? As far as my experiences with the, uh, the over overhead management, it is that. I mean, I, I, my, I guess if you did it perfectly, you did the right way, there's a way to where you could make it to where it, I always felt like it was pulling on my head and Masher has tried it. He said it kept wrapping around his neck. Now, it, let me, what do you think, Wes? Do you think it's a good idea to have a cord wrapped around your neck in VR when you can't see? I, I say so here, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, th and this has been my experience uh, throughout my time as a VR content creator and a leader of a community uh, full of different enthusiasts. Um, everybody's different. And what's good for me might not be good for Roots, and what's good for Roots might not be good for, for Diz. Everyone's different, and what everyone considers comfortable 
uh, versus uncomfortable or useful versus not useful. It's, it's very, it varies wildly from person to person. So like for, for me and you, I'm, I'm with you roots. Like these dangling solutions, they sound like they would be more distracting to me than just having a regular cable just because it doesn't seem natural to me (laughs) that setup. It seems like it would be weird, Uh, but I've never used it. So I don't know. Uh, But my inclination is, is that, uh, you know, I'm better off just, you know, keeping a normal wire and maybe getting an extension so that I have an extra lot of, you know, a long cable like I do with my, uh, my quest link, my quest link cable is freak. I can walk to my, the next room and and get the front door with my link cable without taking the headset off. Um, But, you know, I don't know, man, I don't know. It's not for me, but I'm not going to sit and tell someone else that it's not for them because uh, I've heard a lot of people that swear by that, uh, that, that type of suspended cable thing. So, uh, to each their own. It's garbage. Garbage cow. Hey, Jim Hall says, uh, it's wrapping around your neck. You set it up wrong. That's very true, Jim. So I'd be interested to, to know if you, if you've had success. I did not wrap it, did not wrap around my neck. I just, i I just felt like it was, it was more distracting than not. And now the beauty is I don't even need it. You know, I got a wireless headset and I got a battery that's 10 hours. So I can plug that, stick it in my pocket and I'm good to go forever. Um, so that's the beauty. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the beaten path here, back to the headlines. And we're going to stick with uh, Oculus Quest here as Oculus Quest 2 grows to 35% of the Steam VR headset usage. So, um, you know, more proof positive here. And I don't, I don't feel like, you know, at first, I think that this stat was an indicator of the PCBR community kind of coming around on uh, streaming through Link. But at a certain point, I think everyone that wanted one of these had one. And now I think the fact that we continue to see this number increase, I think that it's starting to become an indicator that some of these people that were brought into VR uh, with standalone are graduating now and and moving on to PCVR. Uh, at any rate, whether it's one or the other, uh, it's nothing but good news. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is in the article I was reading, that number is not even as impressive as, as it really is. If you look at all the Oculus headsets, it's like, what, 61% of headsets on Steam are Oculus uh, headsets now. And um, it, it just keeps increasing. It's actually increased for uh, the other ones as well, but the index has declined a little bit, which I thought was interesting. Um, and people can say what they want about the superior audio, and they can say what they want about the FOV, but um, I th- I'm thinking it pr- points to, the, uh, to the, the proof that wireless is bigger than we think, right? A lot of people are, are really want to go wireless, and the index can't go wireless yet. Index 2 probably will, um, you know, but uh, I just thought the number was very impressive. 61%, that, that's huge, and, um, and it's increasing. It's not decreasing. So. Well, the last, the last topic. And it shows what how people feel about wireless, right? I mean, how many how many people, you know, even though they know all these awesome statistics and uh, specifications that are attached to this new Sony headset, and they know that Sony's already promising to to promote it with AAA 
uh, you know, exclusives. Uh, and they're still saying, you know, the wire's a deal breaker for me. I mean, that's pretty significant, right? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what it is. I've gotten you. I mean, if you, I, I don't think I'm going to mind the wire for PlayStation 5 VR, but I've gotten so used to not having a wire. It, it would be an adjustment. It'll be weird, you know, because it's been so liberating and so nice um, to not have that wire. It, it, it makes a big difference. So. Yeah. I, um, I guess I'm different because I play seated most of the time. Um, so like I I really don't use the wireless all that much. I mean I play plenty of standalone, uh, but when I play PC I typically plug in for it. Even when I'm using my Quest, you know normally I use my G2, but even when I'm using my Quest I normally just use Wired Link. Uh, I occasionally will uh, dip into uh, to uh, virtual desktop, but uh, most of the time I just use my Wired Link and uh, I'm perfectly. Fine I wonder with that. if it's if it. For me, um, because AirLink is so easy, that with the exception, they need to take it out of experimental mode and make a mode where it's always active instead of having to turn it on every time I, I reset the Oculus app. I got to go in and, and set it up or make switch that option on. If it's just so easy, I turn on my thing, I click one button, I'm automatically connected to the computer and it's wireless and it's just as good and it looks amazing. And so there's no... The only time I would consider being connected would be something like well and even this i didn't because i had the battery pack but um maybe it's going to be an extended duration like we're going to be playing forever bowl with me and mash for a couple hours or whatever it is i'll i'll plug in my my link um even if it's a standalone game i'll plug it into the block my charging block and then sit down and then do it that way but more often than not um i'm just i like to be wireless you know i that way i'm not not uh worried about the cord at all so all right well um again this just goes back to what i was saying a moment ago to, to each their own and for whatever reason uh 35 for for a single headset is pretty significant especially when the headset in question has only been around a year uh so i mean and you know the, the extended numbers you know 60 plus percent oculus headsets that's not really surprising oculus has been pretty much the main player in in vr pretty much from day one so uh well it goes back to the last article as well right the the cost you know the fact that you know it's three four hundred dollars and and all these people coming into vr um and they've like you said they've tried the the standalone and they want to try the pc vr games this is the the cheapest most expensive or best way to get into it and they probably already own it anyway so yeah i mean these things are dirt cheap in, in uh relative terms right compared to what vr hardware used to cost i mean shit this is like half price of what an oculus rift cv1 cost you know what i mean mm. it's nuts technoglyph says he can't say if he'll buy a psvr2 yet um i with with me and this is going to be going out on a stretch this is nostradamus junior 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 roots um just watching the way you buy stuff and and on a willy-nilly stuff jump on it i i guarantee you're gonna own it i guarantee it i'd put money on it tech uh, daniel Kess says i'm relatively new to pcvr i bought a used gtx 1080 after getting a quest 2 see this is exactly what i'm talking about people like him who uh, came into vr on uh on the standalone tip and and you know was so impressed with it 
that he went and bought a second hand 1080 and now he has pcbr like uh i i gotta imagine that there's more people like him out there yeah absolutely uh anyway um you know it makes you wonder uh you know well anyway i, I don't want to go down that path it'll be a it'll be a long discussion uh interesting times ahead so many divergent paths so many different ways that uh, vr could go are people going to remain uh you know in standalone mode or are people going to go pc or people going to go console i think standalone has a lot going for it when you read headlines like this next one application space warp gives quest 2 roots gives quest 2 70 percent more performance so we come on here day after day week after week and talk about how amazing these devs are uh, and how much they're able to get out of the standalone hardware on the Quest 2. In some cases, we say that certain games look like PC games. Well, now we have Oculus releasing a software update, Roots, that is said to increase performance by 70%. That is huge. And it's a big deal for this platform going forward. If that's true, even if it's, say, let's say they're exaggerating and it's 50%. I mean, it's already amazing. They're already like, for example, the, uh, the, the developer behind Boneworks say that Quest 2 as it stands at launch uh, was on the low end uh, spec to run Boneworks. So imagine now taking that and increasing that power by 50%. You've, you've got a device that's legitimately going to be capable of running some PC quality experiences uh, in a completely standalone uh, package. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, it opens up everything. You could, you could get Alex on that sucker, man. You know what? The, the coolest things that I read about in this article is, is, you know, a lot of people will think, okay, it's, you know, it's a uh, space warp, you know, it's, it's, basically ASW, it's going to do it in half, right? Well, what's half of 120? Which it has the ability to be 120 is 60, and 60 is so close to 72 with the um, way the Resident Evil 4 is run, um, which is amazing at 72, right? So I would imagine, I, if it, it, and this is all based on the, the, the developers, right? This, ha this is going to be a developer-based thing with this, this thing. They have to put it in the game. But this is going to be a game changer, and I think this is going to um, this is going to allow games like Alex and Boneworks and um, Asgard's Wrath, even although that may be a memory issue yeah. um, for the quest. Maybe. But um, but that's I just say it's gonna it's really going to um, it's going to make things uh, it's going to be night and day difference, I believe. So. It's going to close that gap uh, for sure, and it's basically what it's going to allow this thing to do. If everything is as they say it is. It's going to take away the one advantage that PlayStation VR has over standalone VR. You know, standalone VR has a lot going for it in terms of controls, in terms of clarity in the display. Uh, but it isn't, never has been quite powerful enough to produce the kind of textures and asset numbers that a PlayStation can produce. Uh, this is going to affect that gap significantly. And uh, basically... It's going to allow you to play like PlayStation VR level VR 
only with like, you know, super clear displays and, you know, again, great tracking and, and full, uh, full room scale, you know, endless room scale. Um, this is a big, big deal. And for those of you say, who are saying that Space Warp isn't anything new, uh, this is not the same ASW that is on the PC. If you read the article, um, there are other technologies that uh, they're bundling in with this uh, Space Warp application for Quest that, uh, that, that makes it work a little bit differently and solves some of the issues that came with earlier versions of the Space Warp. Um, I just refer all of you to, to uh, read the article on upload. I'm no, uh, like expert on this stuff, but, uh, it seemed like a significant, uh, advancement and they're just going to drop it like it ain't nothing here in about a week or so. Um, it's, it's one of the uh, byproducts I think of, it said of the, uh, move to open XR. Yeah. Well, cool, man. We're, uh, we're slowly seeing everything fall into place, right? Uh, Onokazi says it probably helps with spikes in frame rate more than 70% more power-wise to, to play with graphics-wise. Uh, well, I mean, it's literally rendering half the frames. And you do get a little bit of... Uh, of um, a little bit more load on the CPU side of things. But, uh, again, they have other solutions to kind of mitigate that as well uh just read the article i, I don't want to get on here and pretend to be an expert but it it seems significant it seems more significant uh than the asw was for rift mm. uh, in in a big way so uh only time will tell but i think a year from now um you know obviously we'll, we'll be looking at a new headset by then but the, the things that they're doing with this headset a year from now uh, are going to just blow people away. They, we're, we, we can't even kind of put our head around it yet, what they're going to be able to do with this headset before it's uh, put to rest. Well, think about if you go back to the Rift, right? Go back to before ASW dropped and people are like, oh, I don't know, how much is this really going to improve? Are they going to, is it going to, you know did did asw when it dropped for pc uh, you know um in the in the form that it was was it only just for for frame uh spikes lag spikes and developers are they have 100 percent control over what they can use it for and i do agree that that will probably be used number one to make things more smooth right a lot less lag spikes right. whatever but developers that i think about uh shadowgate the developer shadowgate look at all the tricks that he used to make it um as amazing as it is, and now he's going to have that much more headroom because of a software. Um, the developers that are good are going to utilize it, and you're going to know the difference. Um, and it will it will uh, make it a lot more viable for some of these um, more intensive titles that we've already written off. Although even before this news, I was already feeling like Boneworks could be brought to to Quest too because of um, them not utilizing the entire power of the. We have no idea what this thing can do, right? Um, so, uh, I think this is only good news for everybody. And, um, tech, uh, says he hopes that on the PC of side, it makes things even better. Um, the only way that's going to happen is if they take this technology and somehow, um, incorporate it into ASW, which is very possible. So, uh, it's funny that you brought up Shadowgate as your example, because that's exactly what I thought of too. When, uh, when I read this article, I was immediately thought about how, how, 
awesome Shadowgate was and how a developer like that, you know, Dave will be able to pick up on uh, something like this and implement it with ease, right? Because he's an OG. He's been around for a minute and he knows what he's doing. Um, and that game already looks like a PC game. So like, I can only imagine, uh, you know, if he decides to uh, implement this in, into his next game or even like uh, into an update for this one, uh, what a big difference it's going to make. Absolutely. And you know what's funny? As I was reading this news, it made me think of the next article um, and how that could be brought in together with something, a technology like this. Imagine if if what we're about to talk to you on the next one was incorporated on this headset as well. In addition to this, how much they could fit on a headset, right? Well, here's the thing, Roots. Apparently, uh, th there's no good reason to even try to to do uh, foveated rendering with the eye tracking. It's just not... The, the juice isn't worth the squeeze, man. Carmack has spoken. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait. PlayStation patent filing shows... Work on eye tracking with foveated rendering. Well, wouldn't you know it, Roots? Apparently, there's a little bit more uh, there's a little bit more validity to uh, this technique than uh, we previously thought. Yeah, maybe somebody was downplaying something for the competitors and be like, "No, no, you don't want to do that. That's bullshit. That won't work, <laughs> guys. We need to speed it up." Um, yeah, I, I, I saw something like this, and that's what I was saying. I, I saw that Space Warp thing, and I thought, okay, think about that coupled with the uh, the Quest, MetaQuest 2 Pro um, with eye tracking if it had it, and you got that a, a, uh, the application Space Warp on top of it, uh, which you could bring into VR, right? So um, now let's, I guess it, the, the article does state it is, very, you know, just like we always say, this is just a patent. This might not right. be PlayStation 5 VR. Um, but the timing of the release, to me, suggests that it probably is. And uh, didn't they mention this as one of their things that's going to be in the headset, right? Uh, yeah, it was part of one of the leaks, uh, is that it would be utilizing eye-tracking-based dynamic foveated rendering. Um, how, how much of a difference this make, makes, is it remains to be seen. I was kind of joking leading in you know, tongue in cheek, but the truth of the matter is, you know, as much as I love Facebook and as brilliant as their scientists and people that work there are, uh, it always kind of kills me that they have this attitude. Like, like the, they are the cutting edge. Like there are no uh, other people in the world who could possibly figure something out that they failed at. Like they all have this attitude, like, that when these technologies finally get developed, it's going to be because they're the ones doing it. And just because they haven't been able to uh, nail down foveated rendering uh, with regards to eye tracking just yet, uh, that they kind of have this attitude like it's impossible that Sony, Sony, mm. Sony, like, like this is Sony we're talking about. These guys are magicians too. Like that, think about what they've done, uh, you know, just, Producing PlayStation VR with the OG PlayStation 4. I mean, that's a miracle in its own right. So uh, nothing surprises me with these guys. They're every bit as talented as the uh, as the uh, scientists in Facebook Reality Labs. And uh, I'm very interested to see just what a, a big uh, deal this 
eye tracking with foveated rendering turns out to be on an already super powerful console. Yeah. Everybody writes Sony off because of PlayStation, uh, the first iteration of PlayStation VR, right? Um, Because they were a pioneer, just like Oculus was in a sense. Um, but their tracking wasn't uh, wasn't solidified, you know. So that and the controllers. Other than that, um, the headset is was light light night and day ahead of everybody else, right? We've even said it's still doing things five years old, and it's looking as good in some, like Resident Evil uh, Seven than any PC VR game that I've seen. Um, so they know what they're doing, and they haven't been sitting on their hands for the last couple of years. Um, uh, Traveling Man says, imagine coupled with unreal engine 5 on top of what we just talked about like there's so many pieces falling into place uh, the next couple of years are going to be crazy and the uh you know five years from now uh, we're going to be i don't even know i don't know man even a couple of years from now we're gonna it's gonna be night and day different yeah um from where Dude, we're a at year now. a year from now it's going to be different when you're talking about uh well, well we'll go ahead and say 18 months to two years because within the next year you know, all of this different hardware is going to release. And then within the next year after that, we're going to see the software supporting it. Two years from now, though, the landscape is going to be wildly different than it is right now. And as much as a, a, a difference Quest has made over the last two years of VR, I mean, that's nothing compared to what the next two years are going to do because there is money pouring into VR right now. VR is the, the, the next big thing all over again. And uh, only now the people are, are waking up to it. It's not just people on the, uh, the, the supply side, but it's also people on the demand side now. And um, I mean, we're, we're really at the precipice now of really crossing over. Like it's about to really happen. And, uh, and the tech is just going to benefit immensely from all of the capital that's pouring into the sector, not only now, but over the next couple of years. Ah, I agree. I agree. Daniel Cass says, are the patents for PSVR three then? I think it's for this next iteration, the next headset, but we'll see. You know, these, we just found out about this now, um, but this is like filed almost a year ago, I thought. And then it was released like in June, maybe. I don't know. I, I can't remember. I just glanced over the article before the show, but it definitely has been out for a bit. So I think this is going to be in the headset. That's my my guess. Um, and they did say something um, close to that when they talked about this even a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago, right? So, Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they will for sure be using this to some extent at, at launch, I got to think. Now, uh, obviously, as all tech does, it will mature over time and it will become uh, better. But uh, I, I'm sure... Uh, and again... It, even if it doesn't, you know, we talked about this before. It's not like uh, foveated rendering is the main use for the eye tracking. The eye tracking does so much more. The foveated rendering is just another of uh, a laundry list of things that the uh, the eye tracking uh, is used for. Absolutely. Anyway, I thought it was exciting uh, to, to see, you know, the timing of it, honestly, is, is what's exciting about it. Uh, to, to see some confirmation that indeed Sony has been working on this and uh, and it's very likely to be in what it what it, to me is the most anticipated uh, piece of hardware that's in foreseeable sight like th this this is the one platform and headset that 
I'm looking forward to most of all more than the next uh, iteration of, of Oculus Quest, more than the Valve Deckard or whatever it turns out to be called. Uh, PlayStation Five VR is uh, it's where it's going to be at, at least for the next couple of years. In terms of games, which again, that's that's why I'm here because of the games. Absolutely. Uh, Diz the Game Cat said this a little bit ago. He says he's getting PS Five VR day one even if I don't get my hands on a console. Dude, get your console now, bro. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to get any easier to get. If they're producing, I mean, every single technology, the Switch is now saying we're producing less because of chip shortage. This just was announced a couple days ago. I don't think the technology is going to get easier to get. Um, so my advice would be if you, if it'd be great to have a PlayStation. Can you imagine having a PlayStation 5 VR, Wes? And looking at it on your desk, but not having a console to plug it into, and you can't get them anywhere. They're just not anywhere out there. That would suck. That would really kind of piss me off. I'd almost rather have it be the other way around. At least I could use my PlayStation 5 and play it, you know? Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I, more and more people are actually getting their hands on PS5s now, and uh, and I expect that to continue to be the trend. Uh, I know that the retailers have been stockpiling them uh, for the holiday sales. So if you if you really want one, uh, you should be able to get one around the you know the Black Friday shopping holiday if you put forth the effort. Right, and you and that's exactly it. And we're right at that point now. Um, I would pick it up now, Dis, because uh, Derail uh, says shortages are projected into next summer. So. Um, I think you're right. I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, a lot of the, it's been really weird for someone like Derail that watches these PlayStation 5s and the way they sell, he's got them down pat how they do it. But the last couple of weeks have been very bizarre with the way they usually have been doing it. And I think it's because a lot of stuff is coming in and people are expecting sales and they're not happening as much as they should be because they're stocking up like Wes said. Um, so if you want it, you can probably get it. But then what happens after the big sale? That's what a lot of people aren't thinking about on a lot of things, Wes. Um, if, if it's something that is a necessity item that people may buy the shit out of for Christmas, I would probably pick it up now if it's something you need for your own personal life. Because if everybody's out there buying it all up, <laughs> it's just going to make it harder to get, you know? I just, it, it is a reality, so. Well, I mean, just in general, it's always uh, best to uh, be prepared, right? And and, and uh, Better to have it and it. not need it than to need it and not have it. And that's why I ran out and bought a portable heater because I went without not heat for a night and realized uh, this, that's not fun. If it happens again, it's I want to have, I want to have something to heat this people if something it's just like if i go to this if i if i'm dumb enough to go to the atm at 2 a.m and i get mugged i'm hoping i never go to the atm at 2 a.m again ever you know what i mean like some things in life happen to kind of shift you and make you say Ooh, maybe i need to get a heater just in case um because i don't want to go through it again so uh, see, Wolveraza says I got so lucky getting the PS5s we have my my boys do love them so Wolveraza got two like I got one and I got one for uh, Scott Merrill the, the Oculus Game Cat I got one for him uh, like you can get them if you, if you really uh, if you really want 
uh, want it and you put the effort in, you can get them. It's not it's not that hard. It's not impossible. No, it's not. Anyway, Roots, uh, let, let's move out of these uh, hardware headlines and talk about um, let's talk about some games. Real VR fishing year two update available now. We've been waiting on this update for a while, Roots, for this popular uh, multiplayer fishing simulator. We can call it a simulator now, Roots. Like before, it was arcade style fishing. Now it's a it's a fishing sim, and it looks beautiful. Dude, this thing is. I was reading it, man. It looks so cool. And one of the coolest things that I thought about it, and this is gonna sound weird, people, is the the DLC coming up. And I'll tell you why. Uh, you know, I'm not a, a avid fisherman, right? I'm not. I I don't fish very much. But if I did. Um, the thought of being able to go to, say, my favorite fishing hole or place that I like to visit in the United States or wherever that they're releasing this DLC, right? They're, they're, they're making it so close to real, even to the point where um, if you know that you're going to fit, you know, fish for a certain type of fish at a certain depth in real life, you're going to be able to take that knowledge into the game. And, and I, I just feel like they've really, they've done everything they need to do. They've made it beautiful and amazing for someone like me that's not a fishing person that i can or fisherman that i don't want to get wrapped up in that i'm a fisherman um but i can still really feel like i'm fishing i'm in real life i'm there but they've taken the realism even more to the next level for those people that are super into it so they're going to be immersed on a level that i didn't think was possible i think it's super cool yeah dude uh i mean the the level of detail that they've put into the gameplay is staggering compared to what it was before. And it was fun before. Don't, don't get me wrong. It was a very enjoyable experience before, but they're completely flipping on, on its head with regards to how the game plays. Like they're, they're taking an arcade game and turning it into a sim and they're doing so rather effectively. And you know, it's fitting because the, the visuals were already there. Like the visuals were already extremely realistic. Uh, but now the, the action is going to be realistic as well. And then w what you said is true. I mean, they've got this next DLC coming up, which is going to expand the locations and, and make it so that you can literally fish in any environment that you could possibly think of. Um, outstanding, outstanding work. And I can't wait to get in there and try out this free update which just launched yeah that's crazy this game's amazing and uh i like i said i'm looking for the dlc and i don't even uh have any knowledge of these places but this is again this is the the, the beauty of the world um it's getting weirder to travel right but i don't have to weird, worry about that now I, I mean especially once you get the dlcs you're gonna have so many options of places to travel to fish um and it's in a it's a getaway it's an escape uh, from any lockdowns or any weirdness, right? So now they just need to make it four players instead of two. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because um, I was in somebody said that on uh, on Mash's show recently because um, they immediately went to to multiplayer. We needed multiplayer, and they were laughing, saying, "Oh, they always ask for multiplayer, like we always do, right?" Um, and now we got multiplayer, but we want more. We want four people now, not two. Well, but thinking, I agree. I'm thinking. I'm thinking how awesome this would be as a venue for the on location. Series. Absolutely. Like could invite some of our developer friends to go fishing with us. Yeah. Cause this is a chill thing, man. That's one of the best things about yep. fishing, right? Is 
you're chilling out, you're relaxing, you're just kind of a, it's a mindless thing where you, you're just doing your thing and you can just relax and chill and talk to people. And typically people drink their beer, bring your beer in VR if you want. Um, you know, I bring Colorado time and uh, it's just a chill time, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Richardson in the uh, chat says, are the new graphics designed to make me think a, a gun on my RGB monitor is misaligned, Wes? You nailed it, bro. That's the look we were going for, actually. Um, uh, it's it's something that I thought looked really cool. And you can buy, like, like if you're a Twitch streamer and you want all of that, like, pre-rendered stuff that everyone kind of has the same format on Twitch, uh, you can buy like packs that have this look to it. Um, but you know, our stuff is very specific the way it's set up and unique. So I, I actually commissioned someone to, to make these overlays for us. And, um, and, uh, you know, it took a little going back and forth with them, but eventually they nailed it. And, uh, I think it looks really good. It, they, they gave me exactly what I asked for. And, uh, obviously it's working because Chris just nailed it. That was exactly the effect we were going for. Yeah. I like it. I, I'm really impressed. And what's funny is this is only, I don't know, this is like the fifth or I don't know how many times, how many different renditions that we thought, you know, and you, even with this, you know, we had it all set and then something, uh, we found out someone else was using a similar thing and we redid it again because we want to be original. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, so it's, uh, it's I forgot all... about I forgot about sharing that story. So we actually had our, our new logo um, back in the spring, and we've just been sitting on it all this time. And we were literally going to launch at the beginning of October, but I just so happened to tune in to watch our friend Skiva and Alex on the Between Realities show, and they changed their look about a year ago. You know, last summer they changed their look. And I didn't realize it, but the lettering in our font and on our logo and subsequently all the lettering from our frames and everything that we had made up was using exactly the same lettering uh, from the Between Realities podcast. And not only that, the color scheme was exactly the same too. It was very, very similar looking to their stuff. So literally right before we went to launch, we found out that we were pretty much unintentionally ripping off their look <laughs> and we had to basically flush it. I had to go to my people, my graphics people and, uh, and have them change our, our uh, logo to put a new font in it. But it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because we ended up, uh, finding, you know, a look that I like even better and, uh, and the stuff that we have now looks twice as good as the stuff that we had before so again it was it just turned out to be a, a good thing at the end of the day but i know at the time i was freaking out man man that's you were messaging me i was saying fuck dude like well you know everything happens for a reason and uh as long as you're open to it and roll with it i think things become better you know that's what life is all about adapting and changing uh, Onakazi says he mentioned it toward the beginning of the show too. I must have missed that one, but uh, good call. It's good that, that that it's coming across the way that's supposed to. Has anyone noticed what the background is? Like the background image? Like I I, I actually took this background image myself with my uh, 
computer and send it to my graphics people to uh, lay the frames on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Anyway, uh, next headline, Time Traveling Adventure Wanderer releasing on PlayStation VR and PC VR in January. So uh, one of the most highly anticipated uh, releases that we have yet to uh, get this year, Wanderer. We were expecting it uh, sometime late 2021. Apparently, that's not going to be quite enough time for them. Uh, they pushed it toward the end of January. Roots, are you at least a bit concerned here? Because uh, typically, I mean, how could they possibly know that, all right, we, we need three months? Like, that this just means that they're not done yet. They they might need more, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather them take, I mean, I take as long as they want. This game is so intriguing to me. And if it's done right, it's going to be one of the best games in VR. Um, you know what I mean? I, I can't wait to check this game out. So I definitely, uh, I'm willing to wait for sure. And Onokazi now that he says it's the default Steam home loading area. Yeah, this uh, this is uh, I took a, a screenshot from inside Steam VR and I applied some uh, very subtle filters to it, and then sent it to my graphics guy, and uh, they put the uh, the frames over top of it. I like it. I think it's cool. It's I do as well. And it's not. This isn't a knock at uh, at Alex because I loved his. Or everything the old design was amazing i just think this one i really like this one you know what i mean it's fresh it's new and i just like it better you know yeah well, I, well you know yeah i never run i was i was going to get uh <laughs> i was gonna get all ash holes for a minute but i'm not going to do that we're going to be we're going to be nice yeah. uh yeah i'm looking forward to this man and the only reason i'm the least bit concerned about wanderer pushing back uh is because i am so looking forward to it and, uh, you know, if it were, you know, being pushed back a couple of weeks, then it wouldn't be, a, you know, a concern to me. What concerns me is how could you know that you need three months on something? Like, there's no way that you know that. Like, all that means is they think that they can get it done by then. Wow. I hope they're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd rather them be honest with themselves and give themselves a little bit more time than delaying it twice. Uh you know, uh, Mash says, <laughs> Mash, is that you, Mash? I think that's Mash. He's changed his name three different times now. Quick QTC <laughs> VR Gamer. The new look is kick ass. I agree. Last night it said QTC Mash Daddy Cool. Um, I don't, I'm not sure which one I like better. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I agree. And Quantum Leap in VR is um, is my dream game. That would be amazing. Think about it's what coming, bro. Sliders as well. Either one of those games, I'll take either one. I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to get all of that, man. Before it's all said and done, we're going to get everything we want out of this deal. Do you think we'll ever get a um, a VR uh, arcade game in VR? Well, it depends on if you believe this next headline. Manage a classic games arcade with Arcade Legends. So this is another 2022 release routes. And um, this game is kind of like, uh, a, like a, a melding of different genres, like there's like a like a business management game going on here, kind of like a uh, you know a Sims game, and then at the end of the day, uh, this is a very real virtual arcade that you're building, uh, and this is the part that interests me. Roots after you build your arcade and uh, successfully uh, launch it, 
um, you actually have this this real virtual arcade that you can bring your friends into and have this multiplayer experience inside the arcade that you built, which, by the way, has licensed arcade titles inside it. Uh, I think that aspect of this is cool. The only problem is I don't want to build the arcade. I want I just want the arcade so that I can visit it with my friends. Yeah, I agree. Well, I don't as long as it's easy to build. To me, it kind of feel it's kind of like um, uh, Coaster Tycoon or any of those roller coaster games, you know, or make an amusement park. All cool, but if I can't shrink myself down and go on the rides, it's all pointless to me. Um, the coolest thing about this, and it really is uh, up in the air because they didn't announce any titles, um, is is exactly that. Like if they have the right titles, this is going to be amazing. Because this is the reality, um, I, I there's so many games that emulators, I guess not so many, a couple of them, right? Even on PC VR, but all of them rely on you bringing your your file in there with you, right? The ROM in there, which you won't have to do. If this is licensed, it's going to be there. I want to I want to build my Pac-Man game and play Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, whatever it is. I don't own all these fucking ROMs, and I don't know how to bring most of them in and. Uh, for the average person, that's that's uh, that's too much. Um, if I can just go in and say, okay, here's a list of my 20 favorite arcade games or whatever they are, and I can just place the games wherever I want, set it up, I think this could be really amazing if it's done right and it's got the right titles. Absolutely. And you know what's cool about this is outside of the licensed arcade games, there's all the other stuff in there that you would see in an arcade. There's a little basketball machines and skee-ball there's, there's air hockey. There's even bowling groups. If you watch Ooh. this trailer, uh, they have a full bowling alley in here. Uh, so, I mean, this is a potentially a load of fun that you can have with your friends. Uh, again, I, I don't care for the sim aspect and the business management aspect of it, but uh, give me this arcade all day long, and uh, I'll, I'll certainly come and hang out in it. You would think that they'd have to have some kind of an option, like a default option that... For the people that don't want to deal with it just a general one they've built you know what i mean like a default arcade it's got all the games set up and then you just you just log in and you play the games i don't want to do any of that bullshit. i just want to play the games um i agree with you i, I think that would be really cool if that if that option exists um and wolveraza says dragon lair would be neat in an arcade thing and i agree i used to love dragon lair and that's a dragon's lair and that actually i think is one of the games main fan played on his uh his channel uh throwing a a, a main fan um shout out there <laughs> we'll never see it um but that's cool absolutely uh headline gta san andreas vr is developed by la noir vr studio so we kind of suspected that this might be the case we already knew that this studio was working on a VR game for Rockstar. And uh, as we suspected, San Andreas uh, is that game, or at least it could be, because they also said that they have multiple projects going on now. And, uh, and you know, with this being uh, kind of the, the VR wing of uh, Rockstar, the, you know, odds are they have multiple VR projects in the works. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's actually good news, right? We know that they're, you know, a lot of people would see this title um, and they would think, ooh, L.A. Noir didn't 
there were certain things about NLA Noir we didn't like, right? Um, but they have to remember this was early VR. This was, um, they were one of the first ones to try to bring a AAA game into it. And the biggest thing that they, they didn't have right was the movement. Um, and the, uh, and, and they didn't include the entire game, right? Other than that, the game was really cool. All of those things I guarantee aren't going to be the case this time because we're five years down the road now. Movement has been ironed out in every single game. And, um, and the content that, you know, they're, they're not going to bring GTA San Andreas VR out and have like a three quarters of the content or do whatever they did with LA Noir. So I'm confident that everything is going to be amazing. And um, I'm excited to see what else they, they're in the process of making, right? Well, we've seen the same thing from uh, devs everywhere, not just, you know, larger studios such as this, but from smaller indie studios, you know, from game to game to game, they get better. I mean, look at uh, the Sin Studio, where the, where they were and where they are now. Uh, even like, um, you know, more well-known studios like Mirrorwind and, you know, uh, you know, I, I could, I could, anybody, Servius, like they all continue to get better the more that they uh, work at it. So, like, we have this studio here. This is only their second title, but they're five years later, like you said. And not only will their skill level be higher, but the game engines themselves are more well optimized for VR. So, uh, yeah, I don't think that. Uh, we should be concerned. Well, I won't say it all, but we shouldn't be very concerned about um, the shortfalls of L.A. Noir uh, with regards to San Andreas and or whatever else they're working on. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited. Uh, anyway, um, we, we said that it's likely that these other projects that they're working on are VR projects, and this next headline kind of uh, alludes to that as well. The Take-Two CEO now likes VR and suggests <laughs> that there are more games to come post-GTA San Andreas. So Take-Two is the company that is the parent company to Rockstar. And uh, he um, historically has not been so warm on VR like so many of these other uh, heads of the gaming companies Um not not too keen on VR back in the VR is dead era, but that era in itself is dead. Uh, so now, obviously, again, we said it a while ago, VR is the next big thing again. And, uh, and it's very obvious here. These guys are putting their money where their mouth is, as is, as are so many other companies. I think it's funny just how the, um, the, the fact that they, they backpedaled a little bit because they the, their statement was like all positive about VR, right? But if you go back just one year, um, it was not positive. And it was almost in the exact same type of conversation, right? Um, so it tells you how far they've switched their mind out. And what I thought was interesting too, and I maybe it was just them keeping to things close to their sleeve as far as what they were doing. Um, the article makes a point uh, that when they weren't, the last time they talked about it and he wasn't that, bullish on vr this was in the, the works san andreas had to have been in the works by then right as well as other projects so they were working on vr even though they were putting out there that they weren't that thrilled or that impressed by it so i think part of it might have been just trying to keep it close to their chest right 
um because this this announcement surprised everybody like nobody was like oh i knew this was coming um we knew something was being the works but you and i even thought it was sony that was working with them not um not these people and it turns out that in part this whole thing was was that announcement right when they said they were working on an open world triple a game this was it or one of the things anyway yeah uh, it's it's funny man uh because people we kind of know on on a certain level uh, just how far in advance that these companies are working behind the scenes, but we never quite consider it when we talk about these things. But you're what you're saying here is absolutely true. They've been working on this game for years now. Mind you that this game is coming out uh, for Oculus Quest Two, and as far as we know right now, that's it. Oculus Quest Two's only been around for one year, so that that means that Facebook knew years ago what they were going to be doing. Maybe they didn't know the time frame, but they knew, you know, what was coming. And, you know, while that all makes sense now, when you think about what are they working on now that nobody knows about, that's when things get truly exciting. So I want to know what the other projects are that this guy's talking about here that they're hiring for, uh, you know, according to the other headline. Uh, I bet that's going to be... uh, you know, what do you think, man? GTA six? Yeah. You think we could possibly get a uh, VR support for something like that? It's, day poss- and day? it's possible. See, this is the thing we've, especially with the way Sony's approaching things. I guarantee, at least I foresee a day where they not in the not too um, distant future where they're, they're developing them side by side. And they, they just both release at this, you know, I mean, this is the same thing with PC and Xbox and PlayStation. They all release about the same time just another version in vr um and they're getting so good and they're spending enough money that they can develop both side by side and release them and i i think we're we're close to that happening so well i think they're starting to realize that if they don't put these games in vr that it doesn't matter modders are just going to do it anyway right yeah and uh, that's kind of what our next and final headline alludes to incredible resident evil 2 vr mod has first person and motion controls uh day by day by day i'm seeing more footage roots of this resident evil 2 vr mod and uh it looks great man i mean obviously it's not completely polished it's not released yet uh but when it does uh i mean it's just going to be amazing and this is just another to a long list of amazing pc vr mods uh you know, bringing AAA flat games over to that platform. Go, and it just shows what we've said all along that, you know, it's okay. It's it's all right if Oculus isn't making uh, PC VR titles anymore. And it's okay uh, if there aren't going to be a ton of AAA releases on PC over the next few years because uh, these guys are just going to do it anyway, right? Yeah, there are so many games. How many games? I mean, every game that I, I play so many flat games recently, and every one of them I would love to play in VR. And they're all feasible ones that people could bring in. And that's the biggest news that's getting out there with all of these type type of articles or um, news stories is uh, it's not only viable to bring VR into, into uh, our games into VR, AAA games, it's apparently a lot easier than they made it out to be and don't get me wrong it's not like it's a, a cakewalk but if if these independent modders can do it um then we know that these big companies that can pay 
50 of these modders to do it, they could do it. You only need one or two to focus full time on these mods, right? Um, so I think that every time we see uh, something like this or uh, something like our next uh, feature title, um, it's huge. It's it's bigger than we think. It's just exponentially stacking on top of one on top of another. And uh, it's pushing VR and in in, it's actually speeding things up, I believe, which is amazing. And you know what's crazy is as high quality as some of these mods are, they're they're bringing this stuff out quickly, man. They're, I mean, it's not taking them long to do it. Small teams of amateurs are doing this quickly and to a high quality standard. So, I mean, it really wouldn't take much investment at all from some of these large studios, you know, put it, put 30 people on it and invest, you know, I, I wouldn't want to throw some arbitrary number out there. I don't know how the financial side works, but uh, I, I'm sure it's more than dude's Patreon. You know what I mean? Like they've got that kind of money uh, to, to make this happen. Um and I think you're right. I think the that these modders are going to kind of force things in that direction. I mean, it was inevitable that it was going to come anyway. Uh, but I think that it's being accelerated by the great work that these people are doing. Absolutely. And that's why people should be supporting uh, people like uh, Luke Ross and stuff with their Patreon. People are like, I ain't supporting that for a mod. Well, you know, I, I mean, I guess teach their own. People don't have to, but I see why people do. Um, and Phil Yarn says he does it. He said Oculus could have released Resident Evil 4 on the PC. I don't see why they didn't. Um, well, I do because my uh, my friend in real life ran out and bought his Quest 2 um, and retired his Rift S um, the day Resident Evil 4 released. Uh, and for whatever, I guess maybe he didn't want to tie his his account to it, but um, he had been holding off, and uh, and that's what got him to get it. As a matter of fact, you even told me there was a few people that I won't name who they are that had the quest one and swore they weren't getting the quest two and as soon as resident evil 4 dropped they also picked up the quest two because that was the only way you could play it so uh it's yeah. it's forcing it's the same reason why you run out and buy a, a playstation 5 because you can't play returnal anywhere else so right and sadly we came to find out uh just a few days ago that you actually can run this game on quest one it runs just fine on quest one which just again it you know goes to show that facebook really they just want everybody to buy quest two that that's what they're going for here even people who uh are, are already on quest one if you're on pc you're on quest one it doesn't matter they want you buying this headset they want you on the current platform and uh that that's the reason why they invest this type of money to uh, fund these kinds of exclusives and the good news is you're getting one of the best headsets out there for a cheap price and soon you won't even need to tie it to your your account so phil says the outer wilds mod felt great and uh native really and that game in vr is one of the best gaming experiences i've ever had and uh you, you often think about how much fun we had playing um risk of rain this past summer yeah and just just how that game you know translated over it was uh it wasn't the, the most ideal candidate for a vr game i mean there's lots of enemies in it there's a lot of fast jerky movement uh not the one that you would point at and say you know that would probably feel good if you modded it in the vr uh, but at the end of the day these guys are talented and they made it work which leads us into our first featured story 
Deep Rock Galactic is a cult favorite PC co-op game where teams of up to four players dive into a into perilous caverns in search of precious minerals while battling hordes of alien bugs along the way. This game launched into Steam Early Access way back in 2018. This past week, a major update came to the game and opened the door for VR modders to experiment with the game. Developer Ghost Ship Games enabled the VR plugin after it was requested by a member of the Flat to VR modding community on Discord. A similar request was recently made to the developer of MechWarrior 5, and full VR support was not far behind. This very substantial update also adds new weapons to the game for the first time, alongside new missions, enemies, cosmetics, and more. The game could prove to be quite a challenge to bring to VR, as it's known for its fast, erratic movement and large waves of enemies. With that said, the VR modding community has proven themselves to be quite capable, especially over the last year. So if this game, if this is a game that people want to play in VR, then I'm sure that it shall be done. Roots, were you aware of this game uh, before today, before I put it in the uh, the show notes? Uh, I absolutely was. And you know, what's funny is I own this game um, because MASH, it's like a, maybe a month or two ago when it came out of full access. He's like, dude, this game looks really cool. We should check it out. It's four man. It's like uh, an exploration. You're mining. Um, there's enemies. Be a really good game for Vorpex, right? So we picked it up with the intention to play it together um, on Vorpex, but we never really got into it. It just kind of sat there. And then I see today that's in the notes, and I'm like, holy shit, dude! This it's like I was. I'm already ready to play it now in VR. And um, it was already a game that really seemed cool to begin with, just in Vorpex. But now I can imagine full VR. Um, it's really cool because it, you're mining everything like you can everything's destructible, right? And so it's kind of like Minecraft in a way where you can mine way down you can go up But you also have enemies and things attacking and it's kind of like so you're you're bringing the Minecraft aspect in together with um, uh, Left for dead type right where you're four people and you have all these enemies attacking you kind of uh, what is that uh, space? Um, space invader movie uh, where they're on that planet and they have all those it's an iconic movie i can't think of what it is but anyway it, it just seems really cool it does seem cool and i was not aware i mean obviously i recognize the name i recognize like the the art but i, I never really go i'm not into like flat games like that so i really didn't know any more about it than the, the name being familiar to me um but when i read things like fast erratic movement large waves of quick moving enemies i think the risk of rain and how good that turned out in vr co-op <laughs> game right co-op shooter game just like this and uh and I, immediately my ears perked up uh so yeah man this looks cool uh now it is notable that they literally just now enabled the vr plugin for this so work has really literally just begun on it uh so it might be a little while before we actually see a finished mod, but it didn't take them long with Mech Warrior 5, and it was the same deal with that. They asked for the plugin to be enabled, the developer acquiesced, 
and then not long uh not too long later we had uh, a, a vr mod that's you know fully functional and, and very well done uh so maybe maybe we won't have to wait so long after all to uh, be checking this one out in vr absolutely uh starship troopers is the game i was thinking of and that is correct traveling man radio run says he owns this game another game roots tells me to buy and never play i didn't tell that was masher dude masher got us all you know because there's a group of us that we play all these games together and this is exactly why it's cool you know you buy it you go back you you know i don't like to play the same game over and over again i want to switch things up we have so many different varieties now and when this releases radio run you better bet we're going to be in there in this vr mod uh trashing it up but yeah it's got like a starship troopers type of vibe but you're mining as well and there's an overarching story i believe as well as far as why you're there and what you're doing it has to do with dwarven uh mines and stuff it's really cool so very very intricate game definitely cool that they're bringing this into vr and i'm, I'm uh, psyched for it now yeah what we need is a diablo 2 vr mod oh god that would be cool man <laughs> yeah i might actually get in and play it if they did that oh, yeah well i'll tell you what even just a really good 3d mod um you know it's the same thing that we want sony to do that why can't uh oculus do it as well just give me a way to play every single flat game in 3d and now you've made every single flat game viable to play for people that are like i'm not playing anything unless it's in vr oh i want nvidia to bring the uh, 3d vision driver back man why do they quit supporting that like I'm, I'm sitting here with this 3080 in my uh computer lamenting the fact that my 1080 ti is gone and now helix vision doesn't work for me anymore so like now i'm thinking about you know putting a dual graphics card set up in my computer just so i can have a, a dedicated graphics card for helix vision that's like uh it's not a good situation man they need to figure out a way to get around that helix vision does if they can w one that works um you know what i mean because that's uh, the reality is that that driver is gone and it kind of for someone like me that's got a 2080 i just have written it off you know it was a cool five dollars investment and i'll probably never use it again unless they fix it so uh, doesn't your 2080 work uh, i thought it was only the 3000 series that kind of got it, there's out. a work work around where it'll i don't know it says it downloads something and then fixes it back but i find that it it ends up causing issues uh when i'm trying to do stuff so i just end up not using it so unfortunate man because uh yeah i really enjoyed the helix vision and it uh you know that 3d depth is really the the one thing that uh immerses you more than anything um when it comes to, to vr so i'm i'm quite happy playing a lot of these triple a games on a, an immersive screen in full eye-popping 3d yeah me too anyway uh deep rock galactic uh it looks pretty cool roots says it's cool uh, I, I look forward to checking out the vr mod when it finally makes its way to uh, public release Ezra, are we sure about this plan? Shit! I'll have to find another way around. No. 
He wouldn't. What's happening? Ezra, can you hear me? It is too late for them. Save yourself. Oh, there we go. Go. It's been a while since we've heard from the Binary Meal Roots, the excellent studio that is responsible for VR classics such as Rush and Mini Motor Racing X. As is often the case, when a VR developer drops off the map for a little while, the Binary Meal reemerged suddenly this past week, bringing with them a brand new title for the Oculus Quest. Resist is the latest entry into the newly emerging VR Spider-Man genre bringing with it puzzles, gunplay, and a dystopian alien robot invasion narrative. Notably, the developer describes the game as an open-world action RPG, which means the game could provide hours of extra entertainment in the form of exploration and side quests. There will be a skill tree for leveling up and improving abilities, along with online leaderboards, so that you can compete for high scores online with select skill challenges. Resist will release exclusively for Oculus Quest on November 11th. This week, Roots. I love VR, man. You never know what's coming, man. You, you think that it's going to be a nice, quiet week. You're going to uh, be able to catch up on the backlog, and then Binary Meal just happens to drop by and say, oh, yeah, how about an awesome, badass open world vr game for oculus quest what the <laughs> hell's going on here roots that's crazy man and i noticed they didn't say quest 2 so it sounds like it's coming for the quest one as well which is cool because uh binary mill realizes that there's still people that have a quest one and they want to sell some copies of these people right unlike uh capcom i guess although i'm assuming capcom didn't make that decision right so yeah uh this is cool, man. And, you know, it's interesting how many uh, of these grappling hook games people label as Spider-Man simulators. This is it. Um, but, <laughs> right, right. Not many of them are actually like Spider-Man. Like, uh, Spider-Man don't just swing. He kind of grabs the, the the buildings and throws himself. And really, the, the only one, in, in pure locomotion terms, the only one that really does that to any kind of uh, significant degree is Swarm, right? Swarm, you, you get in there and you literally fling yourself around with those uh, tethers. Uh, it's not like Windlands or uh, or Jupiter God or any of those other so-called Spider-Man games. This here, I, I'm not sure if that's going to be the case or not with this game, but this game uh, it gives you something else that really puts you in that Spider-Man mindset and that is the environments that you're running around in. Um, super cool routes. And the coolest thing about it, again, open world. You can go anywhere in this city 
and you'll find side quests everywhere uh, according to the developer oh what's cool is it's um it's got uh the skill tree which is really you know gonna add uh, replayability and uh make you feel like you're progressing right you need progression in a game which is really cool and um hopefully it'll be i mean it seems like it's story based so hopefully there'll be a really cool story behind it as well um uh what is it uh who was it this daniel cast says oh, this looks cool but i'll wait for reviews and a price point well binary mills at least from the uh the games that i played that they've put out especially uh mini motor racing x was done so well um that unless this thing is like 60 bucks or something i can't see myself balking at it i i would say this looks like maybe it's gonna be 24 or 29.95 but they, one of the things we have to remember as we are progressing through this minefield we call vr things are changing the scope the the whole landscape is constantly mutating and wes alluded to this several weeks ago and we've said it many times um what used to be a 24.95 game maybe a 29.95 or even a 34.95 depending on how much time and how much polish it has in there um so it, it's going to be a weird time wes where i'm constantly having to reevaluate what i would call a fair price point um but i i could see if this is done as well as i think it's going to be i think i'd easily pay 29.95 for it yeah i think this is this is going to be a 30 dollar game easy uh knowing binary meal and the quality that they put out knowing the fact that this is open world and fully explorable and uh and again what you alluded to with the skill trees uncommon depth for a vr game especially with a stand standalone vr game um this is just the best surprise like you know we we get a lot of surprise drops in vr but a lot of time it isn't uh there isn't a whole lot of meat on the bone with regards to uh substance this game appears to have a lot of substance to it uh again purely based upon what the developer is telling us but uh, th these guys at binary mill they're no chumps they know what they're talking about yeah absolutely and uh i don't know man what's cool about it i too is us uh, the spider-man aspect i guess it aside from the guns it seems like it's gonna really feel like you're um your spider-man swinging around the city and uh i think that's cool yeah man i mean really there, there aren't a whole lot of uh negatives that we can see here from this thing i mean obviously uh standalone graphically but i mean outside of that i mean i mean this is a cool genre uh with deep gameplay that uh is uncommon to vr it's going to be a very original game in, in terms of uh the, the type of gameplay that they're putting forth here um i think that this is uh you know an obvious sleeper pick for maybe one of the games of the year man yeah yeah that's cool man and like you said we didn't even know it was coming out and all of a sudden i didn't even know this game existed and it's coming out soon so that's cool um as of right now no word of this game coming to any other platforms uh do you think that that lasts do you think maybe it's a timed exclusive or do you really believe that this is a game made for quest only ah that's a good question i don't know man they've uh there are other games they put to everything else you know playstation vr it's gone to pc vr uh so if they can i don't see why they wouldn't it's probably more, more likely a timed exclusive but we're going to start running into i believe we're going to start running into this more and more where it's 
it's up, just up up to Meta, right? If they decided that they're going to pay the money that makes it worthwhile. Um, and w we just said it before, there's so many headsets out there. Uh, it's becoming more and more a good r business model if if they've, you know, to, to go that route, if, if they're paid enough. Uh, I think that this will eventually come to other platforms. I think if it's an exclusive, it's a timed exclusive because of the history uh, with Binary Meal and their other releases. Uh, and also the fact that I think if this was truly an Oculus exclusive, that Oculus would be trumpeting this game yeah. from the mountaintops. Because, again, it looks like a really cool, well-thought-out, deep gameplay loop uh, from a high-quality studio. So... Um, Really looking forward to checking this one out. And the great news is, Roots, we don't even have to wait a week, sir. This game comes out on the 11th. Just a, uh, what, three days? Three wow. days we get to play this? That's crazy. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Good times we live in, sir. Good times. Uh, Daniel Cass says, I'm thinking about grabbing Defector for 20 bucks. It's worth 20 bucks all day, man. Uh, it's very cinematic. Um I mean, there was certainly room for improvement with it, but uh, as it stands, a very underrated game and uh, one that was quickly forgotten about for whatever reason, but it's a high-quality VR game and worth $20 all day long. All day. Uh, Meow Meow, the Gamer Cat, makes a good point. The, this game seems like it'd be especially good for wireless. Now, that is a good point. They could port it to other platforms, but uh, if it's really high speed and you're swinging around through these environments and have to make quick movements, uh, it might be one of these deals where wireless is the way to go with it. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've I've tried to play Swarm before, you know, in a position where I couldn't really spin around very much, and it I could do it, but it wasn't as fun. I, I wasn't as as good at it. You know, um, right. it it definitely changes everything. Even you were saying that wasn't there a game recently you were playing where or maybe with somebody else, just being able to whip around um, shooting and stuff. I mean, it makes a big difference. I, think yeah, it was Pop I, I One totally agree with, with Swarm. It, it's, uh, it's a must. And I even went into uh, Swarm earlier, uh, like yesterday or the day before, uh, wired, tethered in my G2, and it was beautiful. Uh, but I really, I, I was missing my quest pretty quickly after I got into the gameplay and started wrapping my ankles together yeah absolutely anyway uh i think this game looks just great um hopefully we'll be covering uh covering this game next week or the week after on uh, the channel here yeah for sure what if you could step into a world where nothing is as it seems and anything is possible Talk about surprises, man. Iconic television series, The Twilight Zone, is getting a VR game, and it's slated to release soon on Quest as well as PlayStation VR. Developed by UK-based studio Pocket Money Games, The Twilight Zone VR is said to feature three self-contained single-player episodes, which will span the sorts of genres we've come to expect from the franchise. Hard sci-fi, 
to psychological horror. Notably, the Twilight Zone VR is being produced by and published by Funtrain and will feature contributions from gaming veteran Rob Yiscombe from uh, The Invisible Hours, Rhyme, and Farpoint, as well as screenwriter Dwayne Alexander Smith from 40 Acres. Um, Ritz, what time is it? Quote time! <laughs> it is indeed quote time. This quote coming to us from Douglas Neighbors, who is the CEO of Funtrain. Quote, the team of creatives and developers we've assembled are true visionaries who have a deep reverence for the Twilight Zone franchise. Nobody has made an anthology like this before that encompasses so many different divergent experiences all in the same game. Anyway, uh, there's no solid release date on Quest and PCVR. However, the studio says it's coming soon. And while a PCVR version isn't currently in the works it's not entirely out of the question uh so roots i mean why didn't we think of this twilight zone vr i mean that's an endless well of possibilities not only for these initial three episodes i mean they could do episodes of this forever and people are going to eat it up with the kind of content if it stays true to the uh, tone of the original Twilight Zone, people are going to absolutely love this. Yeah, dude. Wolveraza says it's hard to think what they will do with it, but sounds interesting. I don't know, man. That's easy for me. Hopefully, I have my ideas of what I would want them to do with it. And like you said, uh, it could be amazing. You know, the, the, the amazing things about the Twilight Zone was the story they told. So if they could bring that story and make you feel a part of it and, and then couple that with... Uh, the ability to change the story um, by your choices, they could make this really kick ass, right? Some of these stories were so dystopian and such uh, kind of mind Fs, right? Like it really made you think um, what, what could be possible in these scenarios, right? Uh, I think this could be really cool. Yeah, man. And uh, I think it's going to be worth the price of admission just to go in in full 3d and float through that doorway while it's going like it's going to be worth it for me just to do that that's going to be awesome yeah i just really hope it's kind of like this is the thing kind of like with um uh diablo 2 or even in the case of vr resident evil 4 with the the their remastered versions right the reason why they're so good is they they stayed true to form it, it the game is what it was you know i want the twilight zone as it was i don't want some weird uh version of the twilight zone <laughs> you know what i mean i want i want a really kick-ass the stories that the, the stories that they tell it they have to be really good um you know another one would be cool which is on a little sideshow or side topic on the same line creep show can you imagine creep show the comic book uh having those stories and the way they could tell it in vr and um those were some really really cool uh that that movie i don't know if you ever saw it it's cool tales from the dark side yeah 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 uh do you think that uh this this entire game should be in black and white eh, that's a good question i mean it well let's put it this way it's got uh invisible hours that's black and white right 
Was that black and white? I think that was, right? The, the I guy. Don't, I don't know. I thought that was black and white, but maybe not. But it, that was one of the, another thing that I was gonna was gonna say is um you know some of the the things like far, the guy that did was involved with Farpoint Invisible Hours. You know the the, the credentials. It seems like they've got everything across the board to make this really good. The screenwriting has to be amazing, and they've got it. Sounds like somebody that's really seasoned for that. Um, they just have to not be afraid to to make it um, good. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, uh, Fun Train, notably the uh, publisher and producer behind Tarzan, but also the publisher and producer behind The Exorcist Legion VR as well. Uh, so they're, they're kind of, uh, this is their niche, right? Putting out this uh, episodic-based content on well-known IPs from the world of television and film. Uh, so I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh I'm kind of a cheap date with regards to cool IPs. Like, you know, they don't have to wow me with gameplay here with this. I know Wolvie's in the chat. He said something that needs puzzles or something. Like, dude, I need a good story in an immersive environment. That's really all I need. Need. Now, I'd like to have more to do than that. But uh, I'll go into VR just to, to check out. The st I mean, remember Madrid Noir, how cool that was? Like, there was no puzzles in that. And I enjoyed every minute of it. Baba Yaga and gloomy eyes all these different little interactive experiences uh if this just turns out to be another one of those if it's done right and stays true to the spirit of the original series uh, i'm going to love it regardless yeah absolutely that's the thing um i think it'll be good it's definitely going to uh hopefully be good anyway uh, you know westworld would be an amazing uh version that's more of exactly what you're describing, Wolveraza. That's another possibility. They could do an amazing story with puzzles and stuff as well. So uh, the fact that it's being made it makes it uh, makes me excited, and hopefully they don't ruin it. Um, you know, because this is the thing. Uh, somebody said in the um, Berber Cat says, "I would like to see new stories, but the newer Twilight Zones were terrible," and that's my point. And that's why I say I hope they don't screw it up because there's a lot of pressure in 2021 um, to make your stories a certain way. And we'll leave it at that. And if you don't acquiesce to that, then you don't make it. And so people just are kind of forced into going a certain direction that uh, not everybody appreciates. And so it becomes weird. Um, I just want a really cool, cool story. Here's the cool thing is that we're so far removed from this series now that there are loads of people that never watched the original twilight Ooh, zone true and th they could repurpose those stories in a game like this and it'd be completely fresh to the majority of people who would be playing it that'd be cool yeah i think they're i think that they're going to do a good job um i think that this the fact that it's uh you know the timing of it it seems like everything's is being pushed um to a time where uh things are better i don't know uh, just least, are you the least bit con the least bit concerned that this, according to the developers, is coming soon, but they are showing nothing of the game. They have not a second of gameplay in this. Um, do you think that they're just trying to protect it and, and not spoil it? Or do you think that uh, there's a reason why they're not showing people the gameplay? Yeah, 50-50. You know, it's kind of like when you hear, uh, you know, a game game uh, channel or say we get a advanced gameplay and they tell you you cannot talk about anything you can't show any footage 
until the gate day of release you know what i mean like sometimes there there's we've seen it with games where the game releases and you're like okay now i know why they were so tight-lipped because it was they knew it was shit and they wanted to sell as many copies as they could i don't think that's going to be the case um but yeah that is that is kind of curious right a little bit and uh the only reason i asked the question is because we've seen it before right yeah we've seen it before with these developers and i don't mean specifically these developers but uh we've seen some shady stuff and then we've also seen the opposite we've seen people just protect their game you know it's obviously episodic probably not going to be the longest thing in the world they probably don't want to give too much of it away true true well my instinct from what i the footage i have seen this doorway looks amazing they really nailed it <laughs> it opens up and no it's a, it's pretty good it's a good entry uh, or intro and uh it's so short too that's another thing it's only 20 seconds you know it's barely yeah, time to call her out of time short. what's that so you know who hates it when it's too <laughs> short my mom oh yeah she does man <laughs> anyway uh i think this is cool yet another amazing surprise that this week had for us and uh that's three roots three three featured stories three surprise stories uh three titles that we're going to be able to play in vr that we weren't expecting just a few days ago so, that's crazy um let's well, say we talk a little bit in our final featured story of the week let's talk about a game that we do know about something that we have seen before and talked about many times let's talk a little bit about stride joyway has just released version 9.0 of stride which brings parody to the quest and pcvr version of the game while adding some brand new features to both the team also delivered their future plans for the game including updates on the game's story and multiplayer modes the game's 9.0 update biggest changes include a new tutorial more options for the endless mode power-ups new interactive elements reworked graphics and new enemy types arena mode is also uh arena mode also has new modifiers and enemies can throw grenades at the player which can be thrown back improvements and additions have also been made to the enemy voiceovers gun models and effects and the general enemy ai for the PC or VR version specifically, a whole bunch of new additions and changes have been made that bring features to PC VR that were previously only available on Quest. Joyway also gave an update on the previously announced but unreleased story and multiplayer modes for Stride. Unfortunately, story mode is unlikely to arrive this year. However, a newly released video gives a first look at environments that were designed for the story mode, including new urban slum areas and more affluent skyscraper, skyscraper environments. With regards to multiplayer, Joyway thanked everyone who took part in testing and noted that the servers are being taken down temporarily to make improvements based on player feedback. More, more multiplayer tests will be available in the future with no word yet on a full launch date. The 9.0 update for Stride is available on PC VR and Oculus Quest right now. Hmm. So, uh, Roots, we've always kind of maintained that the one thing that really kind of made this a title that we 
really needed to play was the idea of a story campaign to, to kind of pull us through what is already an amazing looking uh, parkour mechanic for VR. Uh, obviously, the story mode has taken a back seat, not only to the other modes in the game, but the other games that Joyway are in active development with, you know, against Outlier, all these other awesome games that they're working on at the same time. And uh, story mode, uh, yet again, gets pushed back to the back burner, gets pushed into next year. But, you know, in an act of good faith, they have shared with us some work. And it's they're showing us that this is indeed coming. Uh, it's just not coming quite as soon as we had hoped. Uh, in the meantime, the rest of the game, looking better and better and better with every update. This is now the ninth one. And... Uh, I'm starting to question our decision to wait on the story mode. Uh, what do you think? Uh, it's so funny you say that because I was watching the, the footage, you know, and I was putting the scenes together and I was thinking, man, like, why have I not played this yet? And then I started thinking, like, at some point, because we say it so many times about so many different games, um, we'll get in there and we'll, like, we'll feel stupid. Like, why have I not been playing this this whole time? And it's not like we don't have people in the community that uh, I think Drew's one of them and other people that are just have raved about this game and saying, dude, this is one of the best games of 2021. And then we're like, no, I want a story. <laughs> and it's like, we're, I think we're missing out, Wes. I think we really, and I, I, I'm, I'm surprised with as much as they're putting into this game. It's $15 as well. That blows me away. I, I didn't know that the price was so cheap. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I think it's, it may even be on uh, Infinity. Like, I know it was for a while. Um, so, yeah, well, I mean, like, this is totally in our library right now. Like, we could play it any time. Um, Daniel Kaz wants to know if you have to use your hands to run in this game. So if somebody in, if you know the answer, obviously, answer Wes. But I don't know because I've never played it. Uh, Drew, somebody else either. that's played it, um, is the running just normal with the joystick? Are you run, Are you doing this or or what? Um but I'll tell you what, the parkour looks really amazing in this. Yeah, it's good. This game looks so much better graphically than it did originally. Like it, it, uh, I mean, it almost looks like a different game from what it was at launch. It was so bare bones and like dead looking. That's why we kind of wanted the, uh, the story mode just so the game would have some kind of depth to it and not be so generic. Uh, but it looks like the action is, uh, incredible now like fully polished and, and, and great looking and um now it's it's to the point where and I, again broken <laughs> record here uh i'm starting to be as excited for the multiplayer mode as i am the story mode yeah well i'll tell you what he i i what was cool is that somehow his gun they lost his gun and he went to fist um and that's kind of cool too how many games have you played even flat triple a games where you're like why can't i just punch this guy i don't have the ability to punch him you know i have to use the gun um so i think that's kind of cool as well i think um it's really came a long way and it makes me wonder like how big is this team at joyway because you know one of the 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 things the the biggest reason why um and not that we didn't trust them but you know a, a lot of times you bite off more than you can chew and you think you make a lot of promises and so we wanted the story because we want the story but I have no doubt now that the story's coming eventually. Um, but they've got so many things going on and everything's so close to coming out. It's like, man, these guys are, are crazy busy, dude. They're very, um, 
very diligent it seems like yeah man these environments look amazing and uh you know just for some perspective and how kind of silly it is to wait for a story mode for a game like this the closest game that we have to this in terms of gameplay would be to the top mm. and that's one of the best games in vr imagine if we never played to the top because we were, no we're holding out there's no story we need story <laughs> mode in there bro well i'll tell you what um Onikazi says uh um that it is a running motion and grabbing and actually showed in the, the trailer i guess if we actually watched and paid attention um that you're doing that and and the joystick as well um so maybe it's how you sprint you're running normal you sprint like this and then you're grabbing on to stuff it looks very what i like about it is it looks very fast paced it doesn't it looks like you know you're going to be as as fast as you want and uh then nothing's going to slow you down if if you're ready to just jump around and, and get crazy um you can do it so like mike try to be like mike <laughs> absolutely you're gonna be grinning and jumping around everywhere like crazy uh no i think this looks cool uh i think if we lived in a different time where we didn't have crazy new vr games just dropping out of fucking thin air every week uh that this would probably be on the short list mm. uh but i question when i'll actually be able to get around to playing this game uh because we keep having stuff drop in our laps which brings us to this week's reminders uh we've got some stuff out this week roots uh in case you didn't hear captain toonhead and the punks from outer space this is a game we've been waiting on for some time it was we were supposed to get it like a month or two ago it got pushed back a little bit uh but the time is finally here this is coming from terravision games on the 11th uh of november so just a few days from now quest pc and playstation all three uh this looks like a very unique and interesting game roots yeah i have no idea what captain toonhead is but i guess a lot of people do uh it looks so different and unique that just watching the trailer makes me think oh wow i really want to try this just to see what the hell it's all about um and then talk about it on wednesday right i think that that's a very safe bet uh that we might end up talking about this on wednesday in fact uh if this game turns out to be halfway decent uh, I think this might be an even better fit for our uh, our unique new segment that we were going to debut this Wednesday uh, that we were going to use on a different game. I oh. think this might actually be a better idea but uh, because there's so much going on here and uh, so much to demonstrate. Absolutely. Think, uh, and it's fresh, Wes. Really Everybody well. loves fresh. Yeah. So we'll have to see, you know, if it is indeed as good as it, looks but if it is i think that uh i think that it's very likely that we're going to be covering this on wednesday yep. spending a lot of time on it uh, absolutely and onakazi says ain't nothing gonna break your stride ain't nothing gonna slow you down oh no uh oh he's talking about stride <laughs> and it's all fast-paced and i guess this one looks pretty fast-paced as well yeah dude it looks like uh insanity lots of enemies on screen at once very uh, colorful unique environments and characters uh these guys look like they're uh they're into eating chemicals a lot <laughs> and, speaking uh, of eating chemicals wolf raza says the colors in this game make me want to find an lsd dealer laugh out loud and i'm not even laughing this is colorado time 
all day. Little call, little cubes and stuff. Cool. Hell yeah, man. I'm down. I am so down. Uh, anyway, tune in on Wednesday. I think the embargo will be up on Wednesday. Uh, I'm not sure. It won't be released yet, I don't mm. think. Uh, let's see. Uh, Monday, 8. Uh, Tuesday nine, Wednesday ten. So yeah, it won't be released yet, but I think the embargo will be up on it, so we should be able to talk about it. Cool, sounds good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, Chris Richardson asked uh, a first-person tower defense game. Yes, this is technically tower defense FPS game. Um, Mash says there are tower it... defense elements, so it looks like it's a like a, yeah. a crossbreed, right? Like yeah, like like Jenny and Thacko was uh, kind of a, 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 you know, a tower defense game technically, but I mean you're also spell casting and doing a lot of other stuff too. Uh, well, this is uh, taking it even further in that direction by being mm. a, an action action based FPS game. Uh, Mash says yes, it's up on Tuesday, and Wolverza says I forgot. Is this one co op or no? And um, I don't think it's co op, and. Um which is curious because I think I don't understand how we could be, Oh, well tune in on Wednesday and you'll find out how this will all be possible. Yeah. I thought it was kind of weird too, because I heard somebody, uh, you know, tongue in cheek talking about a, a game that was under embargo on Twitter yesterday. Hmm. And I was sure that they were talking about this game. Uh, but then they started talking about multiplayer and I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, this game mm. is listed as a single-player game. Is there multiplayer in it? If there is, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I haven't played it yet, so we'll yeah. find out. Anyway, so, uh, more on that Wednesday. So yep. tune in for that. Um, uh, obviously, we already talked about Resist coming to us from Binary Mill on this very same day, the 11th, uh, which is Thursday. Only Resist is exclusive oculus quest and uh again amazing looking game i'm so glad that i don't have to wait to uh to check this one out um yeah i don't know what else to say that we didn't say just a minute ago this looks great yeah absolutely hopefully we'll get access to it if we haven't already yep uh and then last but not least well you know technically not even last there was actually other releases coming this week i mean Space Folk City's coming to Steam this week, as is uh, Madrid Noir. Uh, they're, they're, uh, the Secret of Retropolis just dropped on Oculus Quest. There's other stuff. But the last on our list, Gravitational, coming to us from Electric Monkeys on the very same day, the 11th of November, coming to PC VR and PlayStation VR Roots. This is obviously a gravity-based puzzle game, which uh, has a very cool and unique look to it. Yeah, it does look cool. And uh looks I are you in a wheelchair this whole time? I'm not sure, but it certainly appears that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like a lot better wheelchair movement than that other game that we uh what was that game? Um I wake in. Yeah, it was a good game, but that was it, man. It's too much work. Um Wolveraza says so many games, so little money. And uh that's why if you haven't already before, especially, well, I guess this is a PC VR game. It's not, this is not going to Quest then. I was going to say, join MASH's group and you'll probably get some keys, but not of this. But maybe we'll have a key of this at some point. So. Quite possible. Like, uh, it's interesting, man, uh, the timing of this. And, then, you know, 
I'm sure these guys thought they had it all figured out, right? Like, the, they're going up against Captain Toonhead, sure. But, I mean, Captain Toonhead wasn't originally shooting for this this date. They kind of pushed into it. But no big deal. You know, a gravity-based puzzler versus a action FPS on acid. Two different crowds, right? Well, then here comes Resist. Out of nowhere, spoiling the party for everybody. Uh, so now, like... You know, uh, many weeks gravitational would be high up on my list of stuff that we should probably be covering this week. But now I don't even know when I'll even play this game. Like, it's going to fall. It's going to fall to the wayside this week, and who knows if we ever come back around to it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if they send us a key, we'll absolutely cover it for sure. Um, <laughs> other true. than that, it, it it falls in line. You know, um, to where we get access or or want to check it out. Um, Mash says Granny's Grandtastic Grand Ventures was a great wheelchair experience. I'll have to take your word for it. I've not tried that one. Does the title sounds amazing? Uh, but yeah, no, it's I'm fantastic. Um, yeah, exactly. Sounds fantastic. I'll tell you what. Um, I I agree. Resist. I um, I didn't even know it existed, and now I I'm I'm this close to playing a, a Spider-Man game mixed with Swarm, which is I arguably what I've said was um a uh, a uh, uh, contender for game of the year just because of the gameplay uh, i'll tell you what if this game is as good as i think it's going to be uh swarm is out because this is going to have that much more to it um on top of everything else so listen to me listen to me people hear me now i just played swarm for the first time in like months yesterday um because as we often mention, it's a busy schedule around here. We're always on to the next game. And uh, that's just the, that's the life that we have chosen. We say the words that Swarm is great. One of the best games on Quest. Possible Quest game of the year. We say it all the time. Roots, I'm telling you. You have forgotten how good that game is. Mm. It is so fun dude that game is so well put together it's such madness being able to sling yourself around these arenas and rain down on your enemies with dual wielded guns from above i mean it's so fun and get this uh, i'm a member of their discord and uh i know that they at least have had two multiplayer betas in recent days uh if not three uh the multiplayer's coming dude it's coming soon and uh what is already amazing is going to be like my favorite game ever that's true yeah i mean we might be having that conversation game of the year multiplayer it's now become the best game ever even though it's already amazing um and uh mash says swarm is never out how dare you roots how dare you oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry greta i'll try to be better Swarm is awesome and Crashland. It's been such a great year for uh, for the Quest platform because I, I remember, and we'll obviously allude to this a little bit more when we do the intro to the 2021 show, but the attitude about the Quest library today is very different God. than it was starting the year. Uh, amazing work uh, from, from the people at Oculus as well as all the developers that have uh, been supporting the platform. Yeah, this time last year, I was telling you there was really no reason, um, literally no reason to get the Quest 2 in, in the sense of like no games you that were exclusive. And I was saying that there really should be because they're, you know, um, just like any other console, you want 
to drive people to it and they've now not only is there not only a couple but they're some of the best games on um like uh resident evil 4 right so crazy Anyway, uh, that's going to wrap up what's out this week and bring us into our next reminders. And I said that substance-wise, not a lot was going to change about the Sunday show. But there is one little tweak I've made. Because we do wish lists week after week after week, and people are great about participating in it, even if they aren't so great about sharing what they wish listed. I do think people do go and wish list the games with us as we ask them to in an attempt to support the awesome developers that uh, bring us these awesome games. Uh, but I got thinking recently, how could we do more? You know, wishlisting uh, is, is a good thing because it's something easy that we can do, something fast that means a lot to developers. Is there anything else that we could do that's easy and fast that means a lot to developers? And then it dawned on me, there's something that we could do that's easy and fast that would mean way much more to developers than just wishlisting a game. And that is something that Roots, I've never once done. And I'm going to do right now in real time. And I ask you all to, uh, to help me and join me right now as we do our part to support developers as we either wishlist or review a game. So many of these one. games <laughs> we could do that too. So many of these games roots are amazing games. Um, but people lean on the the ratings and review systems heavily when they decide what they're gonna buy versus what they're not gonna buy, myself included. Now, with that said, I don't ever review anything, man. I never review anything, not once have I ever reviewed a game on uh, on any of these storefronts. And uh, I know when I think about so many games, um, you know, that are amazing from smaller teams that really don't get the attention they deserve because nobody's reviewing them, uh, it's really sad. So with that in mind, I ask you all to please, I mean, you don't have to write a book, man. You can write a sentence, leave your rating and go on, which is what I'm about to do. Hey, I will. Can I add a caveat for the uh, strangers out there? Um put on in there i heard them talk about it on virtual strangers so i picked up the game and it is amazing check out virtual strangers the best that best kept secret on youtube and uh so there you can help out the developer <laughs> and help us out at the same time right yeah hell yeah all right so i am going uh, and this really no more struggling to uh figure out which game we're going to wish list roots i have now have a catalog of games to leave reviews on uh and i'm going straight to a game that uh is underrated and needs more reviews i'm going to vin vr adventure right now Ooh. and uh giving it uh i don't know if it'll let you give it like a four and a half or not but uh the virtual virtual strangers uh star of approval I don't think you can give half. I think the halves kind of come in between when, uh, you know, with all the other uh, reviews averaged, right? I guess we'll just have to give it five stars then, huh? Yeah. I'll tell you what. This is my favorite VR platformer. I just one of my favorite platformers, period. 
Although, you know, I've been thinking about this, Wes, lately. Um, and my roommate, I'm surprised he hasn't freaked out yet. But uh, what's the name of that um, PS5 game that uh, that's really good? I'll have to look at the stupid PS5? name. PS5? What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're, what you're, what you're getting at here, brother. Me neither. I don't see the, the case up there. The uh, anyway, one of the PlayStation Five games, platformer games, the uh, amazing one that came out, Ratchet and Clank. I I haven't barely scratched the surface on that. I need to get into that damn thing. So. I have Returnal as well. You know, yeah, at Ratchet and Clank, Onikazi's got it. Returnal's got that save point now, which you guys, you and Mash told me about the other day, which is exciting. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting back into that myself. Now there's a save, right? Uh, no, I can't lose my uh, my progress. If the power <laughs> goes out. There's nothing like having to, and it's you know if you're at that point where you've got hours invested in it, you really believe this is a really good run, and uh, so it's even double edged, worse, right? All right, there we go. So just like that. Five star review for VNVR Adventure, uh, and you know if just a fraction of you go and do exactly the same thing, then uh, next time someone's in the uh, the Quest Store looking for a great game, they're going to see Vin, and uh, and it's, it's going to be a tangible difference uh, that we can make for these developers. So, yeah, it's the same reason why we started the podcast, right? We wanted to um, people to know what was good and what's out there, and you know, like you guys can be a part of it you can directly impact uh somebody because i'm the same way wes i don't do reviews but i lean on them for everything like i you know what i mean i've bought so many games because of rave reviews why would i not want to review the games that i rave about like ven vr the wife is uh saying that uh, they've made it too easy have you have you played it have you went in there and really tried it because i don't agree with that like i played Vin. uh you know pretty substantially with the uh with the uh the camera with the the new camera mode and i didn't feel like it was all that much easier at all to be honest now they did make it easy when they cut those uh pieces of the levels out which that might be what she's talking about yeah um but the camera mode i actually uh, i was so happy to have that camera mode roots when i was uh recording clips for the um the intro which i didn't end up actually getting to use any of it yet but uh having that camera mode to follow then was so cool for recording this uh this footage because now the, all those little side areas that you could only see from a distance before you can now get in that stuff and really see it and you know the game we already know is a beautiful game so to be able to look at it all that much more closely uh, is is actually a really cool thing. That's super cool. Yeah, man. It was already amazing, but now it's even better. Onikazi says it's just, uh, for Returnal, it's a suspend so you can take a break. It doesn't save uh, that you can load up if you die. Yeah, no, we don't right. think that you're going to... It's basically the same thing as if you put it in rest mode, but now I don't. I can, I can actually go play another game and come back to Returnal a different day. I don't have to... I'm not exactly. stuck on that game because that's how it was before. 
you could save it or you know move on to something else but if you start another game bam it's gone so yeah onakazi we are talking about return we, we we were talking about returnal a moment ago when we were talking about the save uh the save feature uh which yeah you're right it's not like a game save that you can just load up anytime but what it we've all lost our progress on that game for one reason or another for me it was an update you know my, my system updated started the uh the the uh console over and i lost an awesome run because of it it's happened to everyone this is kind of a no-brainer uh feature that should have been enabled a long time ago uh and yeah that, that's all we were talking about with that yeah yeah because it doesn't change anything there's no no change except for the fact that i can now move on to another game and come back rather than just take a break and rest mode and uh and then now people don't feel like i don't feel obligated to leave it on if i don't want to which i do but anyway anyway uh let us know in the comments down below what you wish listed what you reviewed hopefully uh you did your part to uh to, to help out the development community if not i hope you have trouble going to sleep tonight you monster <laughs> yeah the hell how dare you how dare you crazy all right uh that brings us to our last reminder this week and every week and that is how you can do your part to support our channel so we've been putting all this work in guys to shine everything up nice and pretty around here and it's going to get even better again social media accounts incoming next week by the time we by the time we come back on wednesday i'll have an outro to uh, to throw to as we say goodbye We've made it something that you all can be proud of. Now go out into the world and share it with everyone. But if you haven't already, like the video, subscribe, hit the bell. Three clicks is all it takes. And uh, that's really the building blocks upon which all channels are built. So uh, click the things. Uh, if you want to do a little something extra, you know, we say we built this stuff. We shined it up. We didn't really do it. We put in the effort but you put in the money. And if you want to put in a little bit of extra cash, you can do so by supporting us on Patreon. Only $3 a month will give you access to insider updates. It'll give you access to exclusive content. It will give you access to our weekly show notes, all for less than a dollar per week. And you get the satisfaction of knowing that your money went to create this beautiful aesthetic that you see before you today. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's the Discord. This is our community. This is our home. This is where the conversation continues when the show does not. There's an invitation in the description down below. And uh, when we return here on Wednesday, I imagine the description down below will be somewhat different. The one thing that will remain, though, is the invitation to the Discord. It's where we live. It's where we, uh, we laugh together. We cry together. We play together. And we invite you to join the family. Yeah, the virtual strangers discord we'll leave the light on for you uh invitation again down below yeah lights on and the rest is up to you right you're gonna come home or not we're waiting wipe your feet at the door <laughs> that's right don't be dirty bro got nice clean carpet anyway with all of that said friends we'd like to thank you all once again for watching for my friend roots here i'm wes We'll see you on Wednesday. Go enter the giveaways. Bye now. Take it easy.